This is it's probably just how everyone talked about what they were into when they were in high school. But I remember like I had like this kind of like I had like a shield up whenever you were going to recommend anything to me at the time, because no matter what you were, no matter what you were going to say at the time, it was going to be the best thing that ever existed. And I was I like, excited. I'm still that way. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's going to be the best thing that ever existed until he burns all his CDs again. It's a ska band. <clears throat> How can I trust this fucking dude? Starts a ska band. <laughs> Jokes on you. Fool me once. I was in a ska band. Uh, I know. <laughs> I played for like a one. We did it like one time, like I, one day at I, Brennan's house. I but like because I, I remember. I remember. We tried I, a little bit of everything. But I, I, but I remember that as being like a thing. Sure. That, that happened. Yeah. And so for forever more, it was like CJ was in a ska band. <laughs> like, we played in a living room. Yeah. Right. And it. <laughs> But but like this like I re I remember it, it being like the talk oh, of the God. of the talk of the school like Fuck one it. day. Episode twenty nine, recorded June tenth, twenty twenty two. Okay, yeah, we're good. All right, so this is a Rich Wooten podcast. I think we're like episode twenty nine ish, somewhere around in there. Um, I'm, okay. yeah, I, that sounds about right. yeah. I have like issues about like, and I just haven't released them and I'm, I'm probably just going to, as soon as things I have been happening, like, well, yeah, I did get COVID <laughs> and, and, um, and whatnot. Barriers have, have become erected and then subsequently torn down. Right. So, uh, but we have CJ here. This, this is the little podcast that couldn't, the episode that couldn't. We're finally, it's finally happening. Because you had to cancel a few times, and then we're like, all right, we finally got it. It's happening. And then I got COVID and gave my family COVID and the whole nine yards. Yep. And so, and it uh, was your turn to cancel, and you didn't. Well, I didn't say anything. I got in a wreck on the way over here. I actually walked <laughs> the last 15 miles. My car is a burning heap on the side of the road. So, just it was going to happen tonight, goddammit. <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to be the one. <laughs> I'm not it's not going to be, be on me, you son of a bitch. So, so. We've known each other. I, I, I met you. So I would have met you when I was in seventh grade, and you were in eighth grade. Yeah, right? junior high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So really, same. around the same yeah. time. Yeah. So that's we played saxophone. Yeah, together. We did. Yeah. So twenty-five years that the three of us have known each other. The very first yeah. show I ever played was with you on bass. That um, was the first show. That was the very first show I ever played. Yeah. I probably knew that at the time, but right. So, uh, you know, you were. We were in bands that shared members and experiences mm. and, and would randomly end up playing the same show in Houston occasionally whenever like All Severed was playing and and you were in Mr. Hinkus. Yeah. And then I saw I was very lucky to see some of the legendary Hinkus shows like at Fat Cats <laughs> and whatnot. Me and me and Kevin Schubert still talk about those. So, yeah, I run into him every every once in a while. Uh, so so I say that just to like establish that. There's a lot of history here. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to have you here because it's really fascinating how much overlap there is in our musical growth and development. And then also the huge, tremendous divergences oh, yeah. that there yeah. are. Yeah. And it's absolutely fascinating. And also just to let everyone know, um, 
if 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 you know the three of us, guarantee you, we just talked about you for the, the past hour before oh, we pressed record. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So we got all that out of our system. We're not going to do it now, yeah. but just know if you're if if you're if you're like, I wonder if they, we did. Yep, we did. I wonder oh, if yeah. they remember. But yeah, we we, we know oh, we yeah. remember it. Intimate details we far remember. more than I would like to. Uh, on some, it was a really awesome way for your wife to meet me for the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah, I've heard you mention. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, was a lot of, was, well, that's what happened. Oh. But yeah, man, so 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 here we are. Um, yeah. Because we don't, we, I, something I real, I've realized in like editing these and putting some of this shit together, uh, crash course on the format. But you've listened to a few of them, yeah. I think. So yeah, you yeah. have kind of an idea. Yeah. So we just normally will like shoot the shit for however long about whatever, and then we'll kind of naturally kind of skid into the topic. And that takes somewhere between 40 minutes and an hour. Typically, it could be shorter, whatever. Uh, I'm mostly telling you this so that you don't feel any pressure. I'm not worried. About, I've, I've done <laughs> I've done podcasts with Brennan before. So yeah. Yeah. And they were far more structured. They had like, you know, it's, no t- it's time for the news. It's time for this I segment. See. What you've been playing. Like so, yeah. So, so, yeah, man, like it's, it's, so you brought in the playlist today. We're yeah. going to get to it. I have probably like 2,000 words worth of notes or something. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's it's definitely a special playlist, <laughs> and I'm sure Robert has a lot of notes. I don't have a single fucking note, but I, I have things to say. Okay, for sure. Cool. But uh, is, this is the first worth no- noting that this is the first half. Yes. Of what you brought to yes. us initially. Oh yeah, because it was a <laughs> I fucking. I couldn't stop, man. It was a heap. Yeah. I, I there's a lot. There was a lot of um, experimentation in finding different types of music, and I I didn't want to leave certain things out. Uh, I still did leave. You have to. I yep. still did leave certain things out. Like you on the way over to. here, I was like, I just realized I didn't put any seven dust on that. <laughs> you know, and it's all right. We can talk about you seven. Know, I have a lot of love for seven. Yeah, dust. you know, but uh, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I just once I got going, I couldn't. You know, I just couldn't stop. But it's, yeah, it's fun to make a list about shit you love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like talk about it to like some of your favorite people, and and yeah. especially yeah. with people that appreciate it. You know, because yeah, right. I can I can yeah. talk to people until, you know, their eyes dry out about you have me that little remote over there. I'm so sorry oh, yeah. about uh, about music that I like. But if they're not like even remotely into oh, oh, something, yeah, they'll yeah. just be like, oh, that's oh, that's, cool. that's so nice that you like a thing. I've never heard that before. Yeah. You want to hear it? No, no <laughs> really. No. Um, but yeah, so but but before we get into that, there's just been a lot. There's been so much that's happened. So yeah, because we haven't done this for like the past month or so. Yeah. So yeah. So does anyone anyone have something on their heart? Well, we they... can we can just uh, go ahead and get it out of the way. Yeah, probably should. Yeah, uh, we lost Trevor from the Black Dahlia murder. What's well, been a couple weeks now? It's been I guess it's been like three or four three yeah. or four weeks now. Yeah, three or four weeks now, which feels insane. Um, but, but yeah, so because we were all queued up to like, all right, we we're gonna this is we're we're gonna talk about this because it happened like the two, day be- two days before we were supposed to record. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something like that, and then it ended up up not happening for whatever reason. So yeah, yep. yeah, it feels like feels like we gotta we gotta because he was he was a huge influence on you. Very much, um, in a lot of different ways. Um, 
mainly, <clears throat> well, I can't even say mainly. Initially, I would say it would be um, just getting me into the type of music that I like now. Like, because um, I remember listening to, I think it was probably uh, Miasma or Unhallowed, one of their early albums when I was still really, really into metalcore. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't my thing. Even, which is funny because if you go back and listen to those, they're kind of metalcore-ish albums. But it just, it, I also didn't like deep guttural vocals at the time. And he oh, did okay. them. And I was like, mm. But uh, no, when Nocturnal came out, I was uh, <laughs> stationed in, uh, in Nebraska and um, decided to give it a listen. And uh, what was it? Uh, what a Horrible Night to Have a Curse. Sure blew my fucking mind <laughs> and i was like okay yeah i'm gonna need a little bit more of this and uh i got it and put it on my on my ipod and so you got that when it came out yes okay yes okay so i was an instant fan um got really really deep into listening to it i i feel like black dahlia murder what they became and especially that album that album is sort of i was thinking about this earlier today as I was listening to your playlist, actually, is that it's really interesting to me sort of when metal became kind of codified or codified. I don't know the right word to say that. Mm-hmm. But when it's like, oh, this is what metal is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And because the the 80s is kind of like, it's like thrash. And, and, and the thrash thing really hits a nerve. So people just really kind of stick with that. Mm-hmm. And then the nineties are when everything experiment, everyone experiments with everything and, and all the like subgenres become really defined and all that sort of shit happens. And, um, so I need to deal with that camera. Oops, something with something this camera. SD error. That's what it says. Okay. I'll deal with that. And, um, Motherfucker. All right. I'm going to deal with that right now. Yeah. All right. Not going to leave that shit in. <laughs> anyway. Make sure you clap hard enough. So you, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was talking about Black Dahlia Murder and shit like that for my camera. Shit to bed. Um, said something about thrash. People stuck with it. And then right, 90s right. got, like, experimental. We started having, like, death metal. And, right, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you always, like, think about, like, like now we we like, oh, well, we know what metal is. Metal has, you know, like metal has skink beats, it has blast beats, it has double bass, it has high vocals, or it has low vocals, mm-hmm. or it has this, or it has that. <clears throat> and 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 if you have those, ele- if you have two of those elements plus a few other things, um, then you're metal. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And and that's not how it, like that that wasn't defined in '96, in '97, in even 2000. 2001 or whatever but i feel like the mid the mid 2000s is whenever because like metal was really experimental in the 90s and then the 2000s is when it starts to get a little more conservative and when like the box starts to get a little sure yeah more defined yeah. on mm-hmm. what is metal and what isn't metal yeah um it was getting a little more mainstream around then too but like after the 80s there were like discrete bands that happened like you had the Pantera sound, but nobody else sounded like Pantera. Right, right. You had Machine Head, but nobody else sounded like Machine Head. Shit yeah, like yeah, that yeah. was happening. You know? Sure, sure, sure. And then, but so, then in like 2003, you know, you have like the new wave of American heavy metal, and you're yeah, like Lamb of God, God, Shadows Fall, yep, and yeah. God forbid, and and you know, and and like you start to have like okay, this is the metal sound. And anyway, I feel like Nocturnal that Block Dahlia Murder put out is like one of those, like just. 
definitive metal albums. Yeah, like, I'd give you that. I, I feel like you can like like if you had to like pick like ten. Ten sort of ten albums that are just, just purely metal and nothing else. <laughs> oh yeah, um, that, and it, that would be on my list for I, sure. I, yeah. I feel like I feel like Nocturnal was like a great candidate for that because it has so many of the metal elements, mm-hmm. right? You know, I mean, guitar speaking wise, it's rooted in the melodic death metal, the Absolutely. Swedish death yep. metal thing, but drumming wise, it takes in the whole metal mm-hmm. vocabulary. And I think what one of the things that's really special about what Trevor did and how he changed the landscape is because up till that point, it was almost like you either did low vocals and you were death metal or you did high vocals, high ish raspy vocals and you were black metal. Um, Mm. And then there was also sort of like that, that like kind of that the snarly old school death metal mm-hmm. like your obituary and your 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 death like mm-hmm. your your tampa snarl you know <laughs> you know pull the block you know like <laughs> that kind of you could do that but you could not do all these together right you know what i mean like the only band i can think of that had highs and lows together was like cradle of filth but that was done in such a like unique and novel way sure you know like no one no one did highs like Danny did highs, and no yeah. one did lows how Danny did lows. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even sure. really like count. It's just part of the cradle of filth thing. But Trevor like made it like, well, no, man, you can totally put all that, you could all that shit together. Yeah. And and watching the outpouring of um, just what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, obviously the, the outpouring of love from um, established musicians and. Uh, otherwise has been incredible, but you, you get to see how many people like we're, were fans of his, were fans of his, but also were truly, truly inspired by him. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Cause there's a difference. There's a difference between, um, gosh, like how to say it. Um, but like there could be people that think like you did really good shit. Like you did demonstrably amazing work, but there's like, on the other hand, it's like you changed my fucking career path. Mm-hmm. There's it, it. It's like it's like the difference between I don't know, like Led Zeppelin and the Ramones, in a way. Okay, go on. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm kind of I'm kind of like borrowing from uh a, some uh, something I'd heard Henry Rollins describe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, and basically what he was saying was that he he'd went to some stadium arena rock concert in like 1977. Did you hear this on the fucking Rick Rubin podcast? Um, I, I didn't. With Rollins, because I just listened to that the oh, other day. Oh, did he tell the he story? Told the same story? Okay. Go ahead. I, I, don't, I don't know the story. It's a good story. So. I've heard him tell that story mm-hmm. several times. He's probably told it many times. Um, but basically, like, he's seeing, I think, he, I think he was seeing, like, I don't, I think it was, I don't know what the actual bill was, but he was, he read, he mentioned these three artists in, like, the same breath, like, Aerosmith and Led Zeppelin and, like, Ted Nugent, maybe? Maybe mm-hmm. not Ted. No. He, Ten Nugent was that was a different story, but like, but those kind of artists like sure. Aerosmith yeah, yeah. and Led Zeppelin, and you're seeing them on this big stage, and they're amazing, and they're doing their, these amazing things, and it's like, well, this is cool, but I can never do that, right? And then he, but then he goes to this small, sweaty, hot, nasty club, and he sees the Ramones do the Ramone shit, and it's like, oh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. It's attainable, and I think that there was something about trevor 
in the way that he carried himself and the way he presented himself. And I mean, even in just the way that they like dress, they just dress like normal fucking dudes, which is the thing that like hurt them in the, in the elitist metal community for a long time. (laughs) This guy, I feel that. I feel that. Um, I I don't give a fuck about any gauge core fucking bitches. I've already, I already have the at the gates record. I don't need this bullshit. (laughs) Um, uh, but I think mm-hmm. so. But I think that like, I think a lot of people like saw Trevor and it, and there was something about him and the way that he carried himself, the way the the, the package that it made it feel attainable. Mm-hmm. It made it feel like there's a, there's a template there. You know what I mean? Whereas like, you don't see like Trent Reznor and like, Oh, cool. That's how I do this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, and, and yeah, like, it's funny because in in my in my opinion, um, Trevor didn't even ever until like the past I don't know five or six years maybe maybe a couple more didn't ever look like a metal dude to me anyway. Right, because he used to just he used to shave his head and right. just wear his glasses and he'd take his shirt off and then he's got his heartburn tattoo and he's just this chubby dude. Yep, and, you know and like. That's that's a lot of dudes, but, you know. <laughs> but now, you know, he he had the beard and the long hair, and he, you know, he looked the part or whatever. Mm. And I would be like, oh yeah, right. that that guy looks like he could be the vocalist for a metal band. But you know, old Trevor, no, right, right, right. And <laughs> I I really have you know when because I didn't get I was very late to the Black Dahlia party. I didn't get into them until I accidentally saw them live <laughs> in Black 20s. Dahlia party. Yeah. It was a different band. It was a cover, um, it was a cover band. Fair enough. Um, in 2017 at like Summer Slaughter, and they played Nocturnal like front to back. They played the whole damn thing. Lucky. And um, <laughs> but that was like my first like real experience with them, and I was like, oh, these guys are amazing, and I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, because because uh, I was in you know uh, I was in Trepanation, and those guys loved Black Dahlia Murder, and mm. Black Dahlia Murder was a huge influence on Jeff, and so, but. Like they would show me their music and I was like, what the fuck? Whatever. I like there was, I, I, you just tuned it out or what? I, I, it bothered me like the way their image bothered me. Um, because they looked like a bunch of like scene metalcore kids, Mm -hmm. which was very triggering for me in the mid two thousands. I understand. You're talking about black Dahlia at this point. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and like the music, it, I, there, there was nothing that seemed special about it to me. Okay. Um, it was because I, I had already went down sort of these, I'd already went down those rabbit holes of like at the gates and, and entombed. And I was already like way into black metal and, and emperor and, Mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. So there wasn't a novelty to someone putting all those elements together. Mm-hmm. That I think was there for people who were just a few years younger than me. Yeah, if yeah. that sort of makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I was like kind of an elitist douchebag too, um, because I was twenty two, and yeah, that's yeah. how you are when you're twenty two. I was the I was that way about yeah, we, we, my about my music. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah, we were awful about that, but it turns out that just happens every like five or ten years. It's or happening whatever. right now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Someone <laughs> is 20... discovering some new shit that we that has the same effect on them that. Pantera had on us when we were 12 years old or whatever the fuck. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and so it's no less valid. It's right. And I, I mean, honestly, I think that I, I just didn't get it. 
you know, I, I, mm. if I was going to like just be the most honest about it, like I didn't get it. I didn't get what was special about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that it was like, no, man, this is like just pure distilled fucking metal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like, you know, I was like, there's no, there's no like drama and dynamics and, <laughs> and you know what I mean? This or whatever, you know what I mean? But, um, Where's the storyline, man. I come for the story. Yeah, I don't I don't know, but it it didn't grab me. Um and so yeah, but but when I did get into them and then I started like digging into like all their stuff, you know, and sort of like and you just sort of find out like how deep and knowledgeable that dude was. Oh and, yeah, man. Like champion, champion of of underground metal bands. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't think there's like a single person who did more for the metal scene in the past 20 years than Trevor. I've, I've read so many stories about um, him uh, getting asked to be like, do guest vocals on a record. And like, he would not let them pay him. Like he refused Mm. Um, or uh, him asking a band, Hey, when's that shirt drop? And he's like, Oh dude, you know, I'll, I'll just send it to you. And he's like, no, I'm going to pay you for it because I'm a fan of your band, you know, things like that. And you just don't hear about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Of course. Sure. Yeah. But you just don't hear about it as much. And I mean, hell half the stuff that he would even talk about being into. It's, 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 it's some of it's even, it's like a little too much for me, you know, like he, he would be like, Oh yeah, I'm listening to this, you know, Oh, you got to hear this. The the vocals sound like a guy's taking a shit, you know? And it's like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's like all the new pig destroyers, peeling flesh, anal, you know what I mean? Whatever. And it just, Mm -hmm. um, the new, (laughs) the new analectomy album. (laughs) Uh, no, it's not the new, the, uh, analepsy, analepsy. Yeah. Anal, anal, anyway, they're they're a great band. Yeah, they are really good. They're really good. Sure. Or, I think I think Organectomy has a new yeah. album out. Also, a really good album that just and, came out. I'm is, not lying. Isn't it um, <laughs> that uh, analepsy doesn't even have anything to do with anal? Like, because I think it's actually like analepsy. Oh, that's a nice mm-hmm. little joke. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're playing Slam, people are going right. to assume it's anal. <laughs> or what's that other band? Oh, v- uh, Vulvadynia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't listen to them just because that is the. I'm sorry. That is the most edgelord fucking who's going to name their band after <laughs> vaginal pain. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I saw them live a few weeks ago. I, I know. I know they were just here <laughs> and, and I did not, I like listen to them on the way there and I was like, Oh cool. This sounds rad. And then I get there and I'm like, Oh man, dude, these guys are great. You know, I didn't, it didn't click to me until just now it. that there was a connection. I thought it was just was that dumb name. What show was that? That was, them, um, Inferi, yeah. Entheos, and Archspire. I was supposed to be at that show, and uh, something came up, and I just I couldn't go. But um, I've been uh, chatting with uh, Malcolm from Inferi, their guitar player. No shit. Like a bunch because he paints miniatures <laughs> like me. Nice. And we nerded out over that in a painting group. And then I was like, oh, by the way, I love your band. <laughs> I know you, dude. I know who you are. And I was trying to, I was trying to get him to. He was going to come to the shop that I work at. But then when he, when he saw, he was like, "Oh, it's not going to be a big deal." But then when he saw like where the venue was in relation to Umble, he was like, mm. "Yeah, I, he's like, I can't do 
Oh yeah, uh, I was like, it's a bit I, of a drive. Kind of, kind of understand. Houston <laughs> is Houston. Yeah, is is deceptive yeah. in that way. Yeah. Um, Bummer. Now, nah, like a few oh oh two weeks ago, I went and saw. Anyway, there was this week, and there there was like tw- like ten amazing concerts, like all in the same week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I felt really shitty because I like I drove up to Acadia like two nights in a row, and there was like almost no one there the second night and i felt like and it's like because there was like alternating shows there was like a show on wednesday at scout bar and then like a show on friday at Acadia. and it's like man you're not gonna get people trekking out like yeah <laughs> all the way you're like no one's gonna go out to scout bar on wednesday and then go to acadia on thursday mm-hmm. <laughs> if you live <laughs> you know because those are anyway just the nature of houston being so spread out where yeah. we have like yeah. where our metal venues are sometimes oh well one of them's thir- four, you know 40 minutes northwest and then another one is 40 minutes southwest southeast and yeah anyway. and then i mean i don't even live in houston right <laughs> i live right. in dayton it right. takes me an hour just to get to houston anywhere right, right. period so um but yeah so so but 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 yeah but that was something that i was always amazed whenever trevor would put out some list of like Here's here's my top 200 extreme metal albums of um, April. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, it was like like you just had this impression that this dude was just obsessed with finding uh, new new bands. And I guarantee you had an like an encyclopedic knowledge of every band on that list. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, And I mean, and just I don't know. I don't. I don't know of another person who, who wore their fandom on their sleeve. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, I mean, his lyrics. And I think God, his lyrics, (laughs) I think that's the big, I think that's really the big thing of why I missed the boat on it. Because I, the, if the lyrics don't feel and I, I, this is going to come up when we talk about your playlist a bit too, mm-hmm. but it's like if it if it feels like well the music was written over here, and then it was like here's this song, make your lyrics fit to that. Right. I'm I usually don't vibe with that. I'm mm. I'm I'm the same in certain circumstances. I think. And and because I and so that made me never. Like, oh, well, the vocals feel like an afterthought. So I didn't ever gotcha. take the time to sit and sit with the lyrics. And they're insane. They're so fucking good. Each one is like its own horror movie. It's great. It's so good. And then you sent me a few specific ones that were like, oh, oh, yeah. you were hurting. Yeah. You were hurting real bad. Yeah. And we thought you were telling stories. Exactly. That's that's the thing, because we got so used to him. You know, I didn't take his, and I think I, I, I mentioned this to you, I didn't take his songs about suicide any more seriously than I took his songs about fucking corpses. Right. You know? Right, right, right. Because to me... <laughs> Turns out Trevor was a corpse fucker all along, too. <laughs> Everything was true. Everything. All of it. <laughs> but you know i just got so used to him being a storyteller i was just like oh yeah he you know that's just another song for someone else what right. a fucked up story yep right. cool yeah. on to the next one right but You're able to take it at face value like yeah. that and just enjoy it from that but yeah i mean there's 
a couple songs that I just I probably I don't I don't know if I'll ever be able to listen to them again. Yeah, those ones that you sent me that I that I I like looked at the lyrics and I was like, oh man, this is this is this is hard. And Knowing I think you know, yeah. yeah, and and then I think I I say I won't be able to listen to them. I think I think I probably will eventually, but if if it ever comes out how he went, that will also determine a couple mm, of things. For sure, me, you know. So because there's a common theme. Of mm, you know, yeah. Well, I, I can't even say that really. I mean, just specifically in that one, what is it? Uh, to a breathless oblivion, mm-hmm. talking about uh, you know the chair's been kicked, the rope the ropes tied to the rafters. I mean, right. That's there's you know it's pretty, mm. it's pretty specific. So. Yeah. When it's it's a, I don't want I don't want to know I don't want to know how I went. Sure. You yeah. Know? I don't need to. So. But yeah, he will he will definitely be missed. I I can safely say that um, I have never cried and cried and cried over someone I've never met before dying. Specific, especially not like some kind of like you know a celebrity or something. You know, Robin Williams made me very sad. Chris, sure, Chris Cornell made me very sad. This I had to walk out of my job and sit in my car and be alone and 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 cry by myself for a while and i did not ever think that anybody that i didn't personally know right. could have that effect on me yeah. yeah so yeah it's uh it was very shocking it was very shocking yeah it was i mean yeah because i got a, i got a text from a friend and just said i'm sorry for your loss and i'm like okay the rest of my family hasn't texted me so this is clearly not for me this this was a mistake <laughs> right jesus christ you know and so I go, I go get on Facebook. I'm like, okay, somebody died. Nothing's coming up. And then I went, was that meant for me? And he goes, and, and, and right as he was clarifying, I got two more messages from other people checking on me. Wow. And all I saw was the name Trevor Sternad. And I almost dropped my phone because I knew. I knew right. right then. And I just went, I just typed his name into Google and it said dead. And I was just like, ah, mm. Okay. Let's 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 deal with this. I mean, I I just walked into work. Mm. <laughs> I, I mean, the only thing that even sounds comparable is I remember finding out like the dime had, the dime had died mm-hmm. like right when final I was fixing that <laughs> like I was fixing to study for finals and it was like I cannot deal with this now. Mm-hmm. I say this like I didn't I didn't have a fucking laptop. It was fucking <laughs> two thousand three or four. You're, you're, you had a book open. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like. Cannot process. Let me turn off my PC and close blabbermouth. <laughs> I can't process this right now. Right. Well, and um, I mean, I I was in basic training, getting fitted for my dress uniform when we found out about Dimebag Daryl. And um, you both have seen my playlist, and you'll probably notice that there is a distinct lack of Pantera from that list. Oh, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, never was into him. Never sure. did. That that never. That was Pantera was. Very, very popular around the time that I was not listening to a lot of heavy stuff and Mm -hmm. um, uh, still very Christian. Mm -hmm. And so that like 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 Pantera, Metallica, um, a lot, a lot of those types of, you know, that era of bands. And I don't mean to lump them in together. Oh, no, no, no. But you get what I'm saying. Absolutely. A lot of that stuff sailed right past me that makes a lot of sense so, because it's like yeah. if that stuff didn't get to you before like 
really before probably 95, then it it maybe just didn't get to you. Like, I think the song Cemetery Gates is awesome. I don't. But it's probably <laughs> because it's the only Pantera song. <laughs> I, th- I don't even know if I could name another one. That's fine. That's fine. If you want to get filled in, we did four episodes on Pantera that will be coming. We did four hours on like two <laughs> albums. two albums. So we, we'll fill you in on the full Pantera experience. There's a lot coming on the pipe. From we, had, we had more to say about Pantera than any other single band to ever exist. We had more to say about Pantera than we realized we had to say about Pantera. And that's fine. So, yeah. You know? so it's, it's, it, but again, like it's another thing that's so interesting about how like – we were yep. right next to each other and right. completely different. Because like we'll get yeah. into it, but like a lot of the shit on your playlist, I knew very well, mm-hmm. and a lot of it I had no idea about. Sure, mm-hmm. and that's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, and and so, um, but so like I guess as a vocalist, do you feel like so? I guess in what ways was Trevor an influence on you? Was it an influence? What like was it? Um, Black Dahlia is an influence on like. Oh, this is what I like. I really like this. Let me go down this path more. Is it an influence on you as a frontman, like stage presence, uh, like lyrically? Definitely. I, I, I would love to say that he is uh, lyrically an influence on me, but I am gonna say I have tried to write something even remotely as, uh, just deep and heavy as, as Trevor could get. And I can't do it because I feel like I'm just copying at that Mm, point. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, he, he did make me want to write better lyrics. Mm. Um, he did also, uh, make me want to learn how to do deep vocals because you remember Uh, I used to only do like kind of screechy screamy stuff. And then, um, it also pushed me to learn how to do that more, uh, for lack of a better, term i guess uh, like that black metal screech sometimes sure um oddly enough i recently realized i'm far better at doing deep vocals than i am at doing high vocals now because uh i never did them right yeah because now youtube didn't exist when we were playing back then and now i can go i can literally type in how to do false chord scream and take a fucking youtube course yep on it evi extreme it's, vocal institute dude that shit's awesome dude david david, david <laughs> that guy's ben, amazing beneath ben, yeah, yeah 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 it's i got an open tab i'm like maybe i'll maybe i'll give you 22 a month maybe I, maybe it's time to get my get my get my vocals together because so, yeah yeah it was like i found the one thing i could do you know like a vocal wise and mm-hmm. it was like oh well, i guess this is what i do you know like i would love to have been able to do deep vocals but yeah. i couldn't do that it's funny man because devin townsend has like the exact same story because when he was writing the strapping material he was like i was listening to morbid angel <laughs> like, i wanted to uh, you know i wanted to be able to do that or i wanted to be able to do what burton did in fear factory he's like but i couldn't mm-hmm. if i could have done that that's what i would have done I, I couldn't do that so i had to do this like high high screechy singy thing that i do that's like uh i remember watching an interview with uh michael from opeth Mm, mm -hmm. and they said how did you find out you know how did you learn how to do your your growl and he said um that he didn't even know that he was doing it because everything else was louder than him and so he was just (laughs) hoping that it sounded good 
into into a microphone. I can identify with that. <laughs> that's that's such a like that is such a fucking kid played metal yep. music thing to fucking say, man. Yep. Like you don't know that you and that the guitarists are playing different parts until it's time to record. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's what you fucking do. <laughs> Who's wrong? I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... How do we bring these things together? <laughs> like, not even like a little, like, oh, well, I was going to the fifth fret and you were going to the sixth. Okay. Yeah. It we were, was extremely discordant, it turns out. Yeah. Like, uh, is, this like, is this a true story? This, yeah, multiple times. <laughs> there's nobody gave a fuck because we looked like we were fucking killing it up there. And it's all anyone really all, yeah, needed yeah, to yeah. see, you know? Yeah. You know, you know the story of, uh, of our bass player, right? I mean, I, I saw, I saw, uh, I think I saw one or two shows with, you're talking about John? Yeah. On bass? Yeah, I saw one or two. On bass? You yeah, know that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't think John's doing much, no, so but he looks cool. John liked to come to our shows, and we just figured, why not just get him in for free infinitely? And he would, he would literally get up, sound check the bass, and be like, yeah, that sounds good. And we go to play, and he would turn down, and he would pretend. Man. <laughs> oh, I didn't. So I, th I thought you were gonna tell me that that he like just it's like he just made shit up and nope. he just went for it, but nope. he would literally oh. turn down. Yeah, there was, um, like early early versions of Hinkus when Brennan played bass was the only time we ever had a bass player. What the fuck is it with like bands from Dayton not having bass players? <laughs> Still don't. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Brennan the other day was like, oh, man, this this new amp of mine's got so much tone, it's not even going to matter that we don't have a bass player. He literally <laughs> said that. It's the ultimate, it's the Dayton pursuit right there. God. So, but anyway. See, you, you were smart about it, though, because you, like, made up for it, whereas we just fucking didn't care. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, well, we had, I mean, we had a <laughs> we had we had several bass players for a while, but we the best that we ever were was and and what people remember is when it was just the three of us and right that was like that's what i mean like when that happened spaces. like we didn't try to like fill in that low end gap we just said fuck it let's just keep going we'll just play faster <laughs> yeah we'll just play faster and break our necks harder headbanging yeah. on stage and yeah. it, it became more of like performance art and less about like does this sound good sure you know which i think it's N not to say, not to imply, y'all didn't sound good, right? But but sometimes we did. It's a. I think it's funny <laughs> that both of us, like, you know, like if you take the musical, like all the different bands you were in, uh -huh. and you know, and you and the Cowans and whatnot, and the different iterations of like new metal and prog and like prog metal and yeah. like metalcore and like all the different things and like all the different stuff that we tried to do, we both ended up in this kind of like really sort of extreme just um kind of really boiled down like breakneck spectacle yeah of a fucking Pretty thing much. you know what i mean yeah like, i mean just all john had to do was lit and he would literally just run around and hit us with his with the cable that was plugged into his base <laughs> oh yeah <I laughs> because think, that yeah. was our thing you remember we didn't like playing on stage yeah i remember that it's and it usually meant that that meant somebody was gonna try to beat the shit out of me while we were playing. Mm -hmm. I remember Brennan lost a tooth one time. I was at that show. Yeah, I was at the show. I like a homeless person almost took it. 
we never found it. Yeah, I think I think that yeah, because because he like fuck all those, you know, like some yeah, shit like that. Like, he like, like picked it up off. and like put it on the amp, and I I might totally be. Ma- we need to talk to Kevin. Kevin Kevin was there. We were both at Fat Cats watching this shit happen. Um, kidnap soundtrack played by the end of tonight was there oh, that night man. also. God, man. Um, wow. And uh, soundtrack. Huh? So, but yeah, like I totally I, I was at that show. I remember seeing it. I, John, I don't think John played that one. Um, it, it didn't matter because <laughs> that was that was the thing. It's like if John couldn't make it, we're just like, oh, our oh, bass player couldn't no make deal. it. Oh well, yeah, no big deal. You but, guys sound really good for not having a bass player. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember he's like Jason, you know, putting the drums there right in front of the stage, and like, the I feel like it was the guys, and by the end tonight, like took turns like trying to jump over his drum kit oh, while prob- he was playing, yeah, probably, you know, probably, like someone yeah. catches a foot on a floor tom and yeah. everything fucking wrecks, and it was just. <laughs> It was the most beautiful, chaotic thing I've so, probably ever seen. So much blood and yeah. just pain. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy yeah. hit me in the face with his guitar once when he was he was trying to do the, the spin around <laughs> thing, and all he did was just hit me right in the temple. Oh, and, Christ. Oh, God. It was, yeah, those were the days. That, that show specifically was at... Um, what was that place called? Fat Fuel. Cats. Fuel oh, the show. Oh, where the, he, with the, oh yeah, yeah. I got was it. That, was that Fuel Cyber Cafe? In Umble. In Umble. Fuel. Yeah, and yeah, that place was run by a church. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And they didn't care who played, but if you had swearing in your songs, they had to read the lyrics, and if it was deemed artful, then you could say it. Huh. So oh, okay. we okay. we didn't we didn't have any lyrics that had official curse words in them. Um, but we got there and they made us sign a thing saying that we wouldn't swear on stage and that made us very mad. And so we, so I added a lot of new words to the songs that day and we were not allowed to play there ever again. (laughs) I remember Jose booked us at the Harbor once and we had a few songs that like, Oh, like the chorus is, is just fuck you. Like, I mean like Mm -hmm. very, very cursy. Some of our material. Yeah. And, and Jose, cause Jose like was booking shows all the time. And he, you know, he was like, I, I have video footage of it. Like, you know, we're like, all right, this next song's integrity. He's like, please don't curse. Integrity. You know, it's like, I was like, what do you want to hear next? Integrity with no cursing. You know, <laughs> I've never noticed um, that. And, oh man. But, 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 but I was aware at like, I, I, you know, I try to be like, I didn't give a shit about like the Harbor or Christian this, that or whatever, but I cared a lot about Jose. And it's like, if Jose's mm. asking me, then, then we're going to find a way around. So we just, we just, I was like, Jeremy, how do we do this in German? <laughs> right. So we just, you know, that's big dish. That's hilarious. <laughs> we just, we just did all the, all the fuck yous in German. That is hilarious. Yeah. 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 You know, something else I just remembered about that same show that I was just talking about. Uh, Brennan had a guitar that was notoriously, uh, pointy. It, uh, well, <laughs> fucking Ibanez. The, the, he had a, he had a, I think it was like a, it was like a, a Les Paul or something, but uh, it had a short in it, and he was always having to fix it. Oh, okay. and that day it just went out. Okay, and he's like, "Fuck!" And because this was well into the "Do not loan Hinkus your equipment" <laughs> era, because they you won't we, see it we, again. We, we would break stuff. <laughs> we broke people's stuff all the time. We didn't do it on purpose. But um, the show that y'all put on, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so Brennan shows up to the show with this bright, hot pink 
yes. no name guitar with this shit eating grin on his face. Fuck yeah, and we're dude. like, he goes, dude, I just, my other guitar broke and I just found this at a, at a yard sale. Hell He's yeah. Like, I don't even know what it sounds like. And we're like, awesome. <laughs> and so, so we get to playing and Brennan being Brennan decided, Hey man, this sounds like shit. And so he threw the guitar on the ground and he stomped the, the tone knobs into it. And then he picked it up and he started trying to break it. And he broke the end of the, of the head of the guitar off. And then all it had was four strings left and it turned it, he turned it into a spear. And then once again, he was just like, <laughs> and so now he's going like swinging it at people. Like he could have actually really hurt someone. Uh -huh. yeah. And we just kept going. <laughs> Man. That's fucking hilarious. like, and, and it's something I want to, I want to add to this. Um, to, to, to sort of like the chaos of, of Hinkus that we're describing here is that they're all extremely amazing at their instruments. <laughs> so there's that was another another like essential element to like the disconnect of it. Because Brennan is like one of the like, oh, well, you're clearly one of the most talented people that I've ever like, oh, every literally every instrument you pick up sounds good. And, 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 and Jason is insane on the drums. Like, yeah, just yeah, insane, yeah, yeah. especially for someone who just learned. Right. You know, right, 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 right. Absolutely. And Jeremy always, always surprised me with the riffs that he would come up with. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, it's there's just like a beautiful cognitive dissonance to people who are that good at their instrument being being like, oh, I'm going to play on this guitar that I found at a yard sale and I, I don't like it. So I'm going to just break the motherfucker. Make it I break it mid fucking set. I yeah. think he paid less than five dollars for it. Awesome. I could be wrong. I don't know. So when because. Hear me out. OK. <laughs> you understand. You, you, OK. When did y'all. Stop trying to be a. Serious band. Oh, okay. Um, do you understand what I'm what yes, I'm trying to say? I, right? I do, I do. And there's actually a funny story involved with that that I was going to bring up anyway. And so we'll just do a little segue. Um, I think it came around the time that we decided to take the name Mr. Hinkus, okay. because Mr. Hinkus was a was a weird joke thing that we made up years prior when we were all still in high school, we were hanging out at Brennan's house and uh, Brennan's stepsister lived there and she had a, a, a daughter and she had a magna doodle. Remember those little things yep. you're drawing? And so it's super late and we're teenagers that didn't drink or smoke or anything, you know? And so what do you get high on, but sleep deprivation. Right. And so it's where it's, we're at that point in the night where everything is funny. Mm -hmm. And, um, we look over and Jason has drawn this this big headed dude with, who's bald and he's got walrus teeth and a stick body and he wrote Mr. Hinkus goes to Delaware and it was the funniest thing in the whole world. And so <laughs> I can see it. that became a thing for when we were still playing uh, as the Christian band with Josh McMahon. Yeah, Chamber of Revelry. Yes. Oh, right? Yeah. Or and or marked by movement or whichever one whichever other one oh, of the million yeah. names that we had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so then we decided Let's see who will book us if we say you also have to book our friends band, Mr. Hikas. <laughs> and it was us on instrument on the instruments we didn't know how to play. And we would make it up on the spot and see who would stay. And then we would 
include play after ourselves. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking great, man. And, and it so, was it was this funny. Is, this is but this is so this is so like irreverent, disrespectful of the medium. Oh, absolutely. And whatnot. Which is which is a, which is brilliant and amazing, of course. But it's like like what why? So like what 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 drove what drove y'all to sort of be like fuck trying to do this the ways you're supposed to do this? Well, well, in that case, you're kind of having it both ways, which is the best yeah possible well, outcome. And so eventually, we all stopped doing that. You know, I think there was a falling out, something, and then eventually we got back together and decided, hey, let's do, you know, uh, heavy music, not Christian related stuff or whatever. We got Brennan back in on it. And we decided, hey, we're going to be called uh, Jack Smirking Revenge because we were all really big in the Fight Club because it was out at the time. Because sure. you were a teenager in the 90s. Yes. Late 90s. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. you had a dick and so, in the 90s. Right, and, yeah. You were, yeah. and so we were trying to take it very seriously. You know, we were building a website. We were trying to get, you know, a web domain. You pay for it and all this. And we find out there's already this band from, like, Vermont or something called Jack Smirking Revenge. We're like, shit. we got to change your name. Mm-hmm. So Jason goes, well, hey, let's let's stick with the fight club thing and we'll call ourselves poor Chloe. Like remember that the cancer victim. Yeah, sure. Right. And, and fight club. It's not a bad name. And so that was our name for like a hot minute. Okay. And so, and the guys, they're going to be great. They're, they're going to be so happy that, that I, this is finally on record because <laughs> um, we've told this story to so many people. Um, so we were booked to play this big thing called the t- the Texas Hardcore Super Bowl, I believe is what it was called. And we were supposed to drive down to like Victoria or something. I can, sounds like something that probably happened. And (laughs) we get this email one day from, I can't, I I think his name, I think his name was John, but his email address was uh, splooger69 at (laughs) hotmail.com. And it says, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. It says, okay. Basically, um, I'm already in a band called Poor Chloe. I saw that you guys are booked for this show, uh, but but we've already put albums out on uh, like Bloodbath Records. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to change it, and we're like, oh, already, Jesus, <laughs> already. And so so then we go, and we look, we look them up. We can't find anything about it, and we email. It, we're like, are you are you sure? Because I can't find anything, you know. And, and he, this guy gets irate starts you know you fucking change your name right now or i'm gonna come down to the texas hardcore super bowl and i'm gonna shove my bc rich warlock up your ass and now we're in fight mode yeah we've got we've got like people in the houston scene i I specifically remember this one guy was like my fucking leg is broken right now and i'm on crutches and if this motherfucker shows up i'm gonna beat his ass with my crutches you don't have to change your name we're like fuck yeah and we're it was like Jason, open the email. Say this. <laughs> you know, it just goes on. We're going to give Splooger 69 what for. This goes, on. This goes on for a while. <laughs> Back and forth. This, this email fight. And, you know, we're like, we're not changing our name. Fuck this guy. And then one day Jason goes to open, the, to open his email to check to see if Splooger 69 has emailed us back. And Splooger 69's email is open. His account is open. (laughs) I was wondering about this. It was Jeremy. Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole time. Oh, yes. We like it went on long enough that we were finally like, fuck this guy, let's just be Mr. Hinkus. But still fuck this guy. And 
when we all realized it, we turned around and Jeremy was like, what? And we pointed to the screen and showed that he had forgotten to log out. And he just started giggling. <laughs> and we beat the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, that's, some, that's some like... So to clarify, Jeremy and Jason are brothers. Yes, Jeremy and Jason are brothers. Yes. That's some deep brother shit. Yes. I mean... <laughs> 20 minutes later, we were laughing our asses off about it. How could you and, not? And, and we had we had decided to be Mr. Hinkus at that point, and we're like, let's just go, and what we ended up calling go full Hinkus, which is just, fuck it. Ah, uh, yeah. You know? Full Hinkus. And, and I'm we were, say that we were we were full Hinkus, like, from then on, you know? And it just, it got to the point where, oh, I mean, what, Jason didn't even have a hi-hat by the time we were, like, by the time we, by the time we ended that run, Jason, like, he couldn't afford one so he just stopped playing with one because we broke it um and it was just yeah we just everything was 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 full hinkus and it was just just be be as be as wild and weird as we could possibly be um without getting in too much trouble for it you know we and we had we had some we had some ideas that um in hindsight, as an almost 40-year-old man, I'm very glad we didn't do. Sure, yeah. Because uh, I don't remember. One of them got a, got a hold of a bottle of uh, Ipecac. And, you know, the stuff you drink to make yourself vomit. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they really, really wanted to put drops of it in bottles of water and throw it out to the crowd and, and, and have a, a waiting pool that we would then put out and be like, huh, see, ha, we tricked you, but there's a place to puke. Like, it was going to be okay that we poisoned people. Right. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, yeah, clearly we didn't ever do that. <laughs> okay, that's not where I thought that was going to go. Right? But, yeah, but anyway, yeah, you made it, was, right it, it, was right around, it was around the time that we decided to take the name Mr. Hinkus that we decided to also not give a fuck anymore. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So... Wow. I like the story, the story that I had heard the very mild, uh, not, not, not related to anything. I've never mm -hmm. heard that, that. That's all very, very new, but it was just like how the, the musical side was like as a goof, you're like, Hey, let's write a grind song. And then y'all wrote a grind song and then, you, you know, a grind core song. And then you're like, well, fuck everything else that we've done. Let's just write another one of those. Honestly, I mean that. Honestly, that could be part of it too. I mean, I, I don't remember mm -hmm. very much because um, I bet honest, I bet Jeremy would probably remember that a little bit more than I do just for the simple fact that the other day at Jason's house, he was like, Hey guys, remember this song? And he just played this song that we wrote 20 years ago. Right. That I don't even know if we ever played it live. Right. And he didn't miss a note. He was like, yeah, I just remember that the other day. I'm like, what? <laughs> Weirdos. Yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy was like that. Yeah, totally. Like, Jeremy remembers every song note for note that he has ever, ever played, maybe ever heard. Um, I love Jeremy. He's a fucking freak. He's I love a dick. That. I hope you're listening, Jeremy. They're gonna listen. Um, <laughs> it was fucking wild because there was there was a there was an episode we put out, the the, the cattle decap one, <clears throat> where we talk about the cattle decapitation record and whatever, and um, <laughs> I get a random message from Jeremy on fucking signal. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, so this just came across my feed. <laughs> like, I was like, I wonder if the algorithm picked up on it because we say your name so much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
Jeremy Barnes lives in Norway, uh, studies linguistics, likes flamenco, hates everything else. That's great. Um, yeah. Especially uh, these albums that Robert picked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, I think. Oh, that's so good. I think for, I think, you know, like for us, it was just a very gradual, like whittling down of like, there was this thing that me and Jeremy like wanted to create and no one could even come close to keeping up except for Robert. And eventually everyone else just fell away mm -hmm. gradually. We didn't have, because we were so also so committed to like, we're having bands with our friends mm -hmm. that we weren't ever going to like kick anyone out because they're not good enough. We were never going to do that. But, but we did just keep upping the ante yeah. until just everyone sort of, sort of feet over time. Well, and until sort of everyone like fell away. And then it was just like the three of us. And then it was like, very, okay, we don't need to ask. We don't need to talk about anything. We just need to do. And we, we are all on the same page. Mm -hmm. And then it was, um, but we were also so just very, very like frustrated and disillusioned and over completely over all of the trappings of any of the genres mm -hmm. yeah. you know what i mean like like we didn't we didn't care about looking metal whatever no. that meant we didn't care about yeah. any of that we didn't care about like we didn't feel like we belonged anywhere um i mean for, for me and jeremy it was like it went beyond like not caring it was like active disdain at a, at a point which was really unhealthy yeah like we i remember playing shows <sighs> in fort worth and it was like we had so we were so god we were such dicks because yeah. there would be bands that were very good bands, and we would be like, that's not fucking art. That's just a bunch of stock fucking riffs that you fucking cobbled together. Wow. That's yeah. not fucking art. Yeah. You're wasting everyone's time. Well, we wouldn't tell this to sure. them. Sure, no, no. You know what I mean? No, but no, we're, we're you mean. like, you know, sitting in the back, like, impress me, bros, or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but I mean, but I don't want to, like, we didn't feel the way about every band. But we had, like, a very, like... There were bands who came through that were perfectly fine bands. They were doing a great job. Right. But we were still dicks. Right. Because we, of stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause cause we were just I think we we had this whole like just the nature of the way that we came up and the way that we experienced music so in such an isolated way out in Dayton, listening to music in our rooms, you know, or with like two or three other people, we didn't experience music sort of like, oh well, you play these kind of parts because crowds like these kind mm -hmm. of parts. It's like, no, 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 no. Right. You, you like the fucking song that you fucking like. The dancing is secondary. And I thought about that uh, a couple days ago, actually, about when I was like, what, you know, what can we talk about when I, when I come over here? And I realized uh, not having easy access to a record store for us was very, that's very, very important. And, yeah. and not having access to a dance culture. Right. I feel like that's like the that's the that's why we didn't get metalcore. We didn't get mm -hmm. it. You know, there were other people who did, but it's because they would go to sh shows in Houston. They're like, "Oh, this is what these bands are doing." You I know? I remember the show, the first time I ever saw someone hardcore dance and it blew my mind. I never got into hardcore dancing because I'm not a dancer. I don't do that. Like I just <laughs> it just doesn't work for me. But, you know, Jason figured out how to do it. Brennan can do it and me and Jeremy like to watch. You know, that sounded very... <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, but no, I, I get what you're saying, you know, because especially, um, you know, when I'm trying to find music and the only place I can get it at is Walmart, and not only is it 
Walmart, but it's also probably censored. Right, it right, right, censored, right. Yeah. And and it became yeah, like I that was uh, that was a huge aspect of it. And it, you know, and I was like so lucky that that my that um that listening to music together was a thing that me and my mom had done a mm-hmm. lot of after my dad had passed away. And it became a thing, a way for us to almost keep his memory alive mm-hmm. in a way. And so, because he was so passionate about music and cared so much about music. And so that was something that me and my mom shared. So whenever I started to branch out and developing my own tastes and my, you know, she was very supportive of that because of how important music was to my dad. She knew mm-hmm. that music was like a, like a haven from all the bullshit he had to deal with. And so she saw that similarity. And so I, you know, I was able, I was able to get a hold of any, pretty much any music I wanted to get a hold mm-hmm. of, you know? Yeah. And so I, I, I wasn't, um, and that's why I actually started the playlist at the era of music that I did, because at first I was like, I yeah, want... let's let's get into it. Because I, I, I <laughs> that's was like, a great segue. <laughs> I, I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> it was meant to be. Well, uh, at, at first I was like, uh, you know, let's talk about all of it, everything. But then I was like, mm, but no, let's let's spare them the, uh, you know, audio adrenaline. MXPX, KSBJ <laughs> stuff, you know, because you guys all knew me at that point in time. And you knew, you knew that that was what I listened to, but I think you specifically, cause we talked about it a few times when we were kids, I think you knew specifically the main reason I listened to a lot of it is because that's the only thing I could get away with listening to, mm-hmm. you know, um, some of the first, wow, I'm about to use a word I haven't used in a long, long time. Some of the first secular <laughs> hard music that was ever in my house was stuff that you loaned me. Um, it was so I could learn parts to songs that we were, we were playing. Whoa. Um, I, I, I have, I have one specific memory of giving you a Slayer cassette Yep. at an LCM football game at an away game. Yep. <laughs> there, you gave me a Slayer cassette and then you also loaned, uh, no, we made a copy of, uh, of uh, the Ozfest live videotape. <laughs> nice. I knew that was going to come up. And uh, that one corn uh, video. Who then now? Was it? Was that the one where where they spilled? He's like, oh, I've spilled my beer, and he's like drinking yeah. it. Up yep. the, yeah. I've already talked. I believe it or not, I've talked about that specific bit. <laughs> oh, I believe it. On this, because that. Well, we all thought it was so funny. We all that, had that video, I think. And, and it was that was a model of like, oh well, this is this is how you be. Like this yeah. is. Right. You know, oh, mm-hmm. let me spill my Sprite in the band hall so I can slurp it off the floor just like Head slurps a beer <laughs> off of the carpet, you know? So, but uh, um, I don't even remember what I started the playlist uh, the with. S- so, Scrolls of the Megalith. Oh, so I, I also, okay. I also want to say real quick, though, uh, there were a couple things that uh, I didn't expect to be on here. Okay. But I did want to bring up, speaking of loaning people things, do you remember? Yes, I knew you were going to bring it up. <laughs> Yeah. I've, been, I've been dreading it since the day that we said 25 was, years ago 
Yes, uh, yes. But it, so it was like I. It was Tool, and it was, it was uh, Inema. Uh, and it, tell, tell him. Yeah, yeah, Don't tell okay, me. Camera's right. over there. It was Tool, <laughs> Inema, and it was uh, Biohazard, right? Mataleo. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't. More than me, please to be. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think I ever even actually listened to the Biohazard CD. You know, you didn't miss a whole lot, honestly. <laughs> the only thing I know about Biohazard is that he, that the one dude was married to uh, a porn, porn star. star. Tara Patrick, oh, yeah. Yeah. Evan Seinfeld, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I wasn't gonna say her name, but you know, <laughs> I, I definitely know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> that is the funny thing. There's like this undercurrent. Like, what what what's the number one thing that most people know extensively about, but no one talks about with each other? And that's like, but you know who porn, porn stars star are. Names are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, so actually, yeah, I totally forgot that was the first song on there because that was. Wait, hold on. I I don't I don't quite understand. Oh no. So no. What oh, did you? So you were you just bringing that up. I was just fucking bringing it up. Yeah. I was like, I don't see any tool or bio has around here. By the way, so the, yeah, it the was stuff like that he loaned me. So okay. When I was in ninth grade. You were in tenth grade. Yeah. It, it, it would have to because it was old high school. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And I loved that tool album, and I listened to it until it stopped working, and that's why I couldn't give it back to you. Well, it stopped working because you sat on it. <laughs> Is that what it was? I, I legitimately don't remember. Yeah, because. Because you you brought, <laughs> you brought it back to school. Uh, was it all cracked? It was like a month later, it was not cracked all the shit. Oh, man. Trying and, to and reenact the pose oh, on you, the CD. You know, <laughs> I, I suck your own dick. I, I for know. real don't remember. No, you handed it, but you were like very sheepish at your locker. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm set, on the, I'm set on these. I'm so sorry. This is, this is funny that you're talking specifically about Tool and Biohazard. Because I remember when I went to band camp one year and you and I roomed together. Right. And I like two different tool and biohazard. Two, yeah. And I would skip, um, like I would skip oh, going man. to whatever thing. So I could like stay in the dorm and listen to sober over and over and over again. On undertow. And on, on undertow. And, and uh, state of the world address. Right. No, you no, Cause I had that record. Oh, you did have that one. But I didn't have Mataleo. Oh, so it was Mataleo. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, lots of, well, you know, lots of that going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. All right. So this playlist starts off. Okay, so, okay. So, give me a year of when you were exposed yeah. to this. Song. Okay. So that is the main reason I put that on there is because that was literally the first death metal I ever heard in my entire life. And that would have been when? Um, early to mid nineties. It would have to have been the mid nineties. Okay. Um, I was. I think I might have been in junior high. Okay, because this is legit death metal. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, looking back, I mean, there's there's but they are also very, very Christian. That's what that Mm. this track really surprised me. And then I like went and looked up. I was like, it's fucking 1992 that this came out like mortification. This absolutely holds its own with the, you know like the death metal standard of that time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like this, this apps, this is, this, this is very much in line with like the first two malevolent creation records. Yeah. This is amazing. Um, and it's, and the thing too, is that it's really tight. And like, if you were able to, cause there's a lot, like there's a lot of stuff on here that is not that. Nope. Um, yep, you are correct. <laughs> So to pull that stuff off in, you know, like that style mm-hmm. off and like, that's, that's not I, easy to do. I just, I remember because there was a, there was a Christian bookstore that my mom used to go to <laughs> and um, that's where I would have to get music from. Right. You know? right. And uh, I saw 
that album cover. And if you look at it, it's, I mean, it's pretty fucking metal. It's definitely, it's definitely a death metal album cover. And, but the, did you notice that it's got three crosses in their in their logo in their logo mortification? So you know, it's still Christian. You know, and I oh I talked God. her I talked her into buying it for me. I you know sight unseen or you know or you know I couldn't I didn't get to hear it. It's in this. It's in Lifeway. Yeah. So <laughs> right. So so I got it home and I turned it on and I was like. I do not like this at all. <laughs> sure. I am scared of this. <laughs> and I remember taking it over to, uh, to a friend's house and I was like, you got to hear this, dude. This is, this is wild. And we used to, we used to make fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that feels like, uh, <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I remember the first time I heard like uh, chaos fear. Um, and uh, like I get it home. I'm like, well, metal maniacs, they said this was important. So let me buy it, you know, <laughs> and I get it home and I put it in the CD player. And I was like, I am not ready. <laughs> yep. Put into case, put on shelf for a later date. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't ever even fully listen to that album until probably ten or fifteen years ago. That nice. and now, I, I mean, now it's it's rad. You know? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Just jam it. It's cool. I mean, there was a couple. I remember there was a couple because I, I bought two of their albums actually. Oh, okay. Because um, I, th- I, I think the reason I got them is because they were in the bargain bin. Big surprise! Mm. Big surprise, right? You know, <laughs> turns out um, the KSB KSBJ crowd wasn't fiending for wasn't, yeah for Scrolls of the Megaloth. So there was uh, Scrolls of the Megaloth. There was a song, um, Mephibosheth, I think. You know, some like these like biblical names. I just remember like the lyrics were like you know Mephibosheth, blood covenant. You know, and that was it. And then like the other thing about it too is that it's not just. I want to, I want to, I want to give these guys their flowers. Um, so to speak is that there's not just, it's not just sort of, um, holding its own with contemporary. It's also sort of alluding to things to come. Cause there's like some really like low, almost like, like guttural stuff, yeah. like not like just the normal mm-hmm. death metal stuff. Like there's like a few, like real, like almost like getting into like that, slam kind of you know approach to yeah he was and And so it's like it's it's these guys are clearly in like you know like very very because that was always the thing for me with interacting with christian music Mm -hmm. is it you know from my vantage point the a lot of it that i was exposed to was like this is just bastardized insincere bastardation of um secular music and this isn't sincere and this is bullshit Mm. um but this is clearly sincere and legitimate and these guys are clearly you know in that wave and pushing that forward Mm -hmm. and whatever anyway i just wanted to give them the fucking give them the and it yeah it's not like this isn't just good for christian death metal right no it's just great death it's just good death metal yeah Uh, and i mean there's a lot of people that i've i've heard talk about you know, oh yeah, man, yeah, mortification. I used to jam them, and you know, some of them, are like, yeah, I never even knew they were Christian because you know, I I've learned exactly. something. Um, there are a lot of people that like metal that do not pay a lick of attention to the lyrics. Not yeah, yeah, and that blows my mind. Sure, because you're looking at one of them. I'm a big one. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I just don't understand how that can be. You know, uh, and I there's uh. There's another podcast that I listen to called uh, End of the Combine, and I'm in um, a Discord group with a bunch of uh, the people that listen to that, and that's how I've, I find out about a bunch of new music and stuff. And uh, we talked about that one time, and 
you know, uh, a lot of people that like metal view the vocals as just another instrument and they don't really care what <coughs> they're saying. Mm-hmm. And fuck, man, what they're saying can make or break a song for me. It can be the coolest sounding thing for me. And if they say some shit I don't like, I'm like, mm. and, and, and that is one of the reasons why listening to my own playlist that I submitted to you guys is very difficult for me oh. because I don't, there are things that I liked back in the day that mm. I do not like anymore at all. I can't, Such I as. can't like it. Um, yeah. some of the very, I don't, I don't know if I put some of the really super Christian stuff on there, but, uh, like I cannot, uh, did, did I put project 86 on there? Yeah. yeah. I cannot listen to them. Okay. So, so I can't tell me, tell tell me. So that, that's down towards the middle. Like, okay. Well, project we can, 86, we can get no, no, to no. them. Let's, okay. Okay. Let's, let's do, let's do it right now. Um, so project 86 and like blind side, right. Mm-hmm. Those are sort of, those are sort of. Right by each other. I can still playlist. listen to Blindside. So, but, everybody yeah. that I became friends with that had been in a youth group that also played an instrument, at some point I would see them wearing like a Blindside or a Project 86 shirt. Okay. So, explain this youth, so, this pro- youth Project, group metal. Project 86 was Christian? Yeah, I didn't fucking know that. I oh, had just heard them when I was around that time, and just like they were big, they were getting when when like the rap metal thing w- was big. Okay, the thing with Project huh. Eighty Six is, um, and well, specifically Blindside. Uh, Blindside was on um, one of the Tooth and Nail compilations that got put out. At, I believe it was Songs from the Penalty Box. Okay, and that was a Christian like hardcore yeah. label. Uh, Tooth and Nail is or where metal it, label. It wasn't even metal at the time. It was like where you got your your Christian punk, you know, your, okay. your yeah, OC yeah, yeah. Supertones, your MXPX, <laughs> okay, that kind of stuff. Um, and I heard Blindside, and I'd never heard anything like that before at the time. And I was like, this is a little harder. Mm-hmm. And we found out they were they were coming uh, to play at a church or something, and it was like ten bucks, and it was them. Uh, Project 86, who we had no idea who they were, and this other band that we had never heard of called P.O.D. Who? <laughs> 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 and so we went to see the opening band. We went to see Blindside. Right. And then um, the reason I can't listen to Project 86 is lyrically they are far too preachy for me. And okay. I uh, it reminds me too much of a time in my life that I am not uh, – happy with where you were preachy where i was very preachy okay and where i believed everything that that he might have been saying i see and it also um still uh religious trauma is a very real thing and um listening to some of that old stuff makes me feel guilt that i should not have to feel now as someone who has been out of the church for 20 plus years guilt in what way um like it just makes me feel like I've been doing things that I have I shouldn't be doing, and that I should I need to ask forgiveness for it. Okay, like by listening mm. to music, or it just, or it by, just, or it just, just stirs up feelings. How you live your life, yeah, like you know, this, okay, it just gotcha. stirs up feelings, and it really, it fucking really sucks sometimes because like yeah. there's a uh, there's a there's a band that I used to love, not metal in any form or fashion, uh, Caveman's Call. They're from oh, Houston. Oh yeah, 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 love yeah. them. They play <clears throat> some great like bluegrass kind of stuff, and you know. I had to learn some of their songs to play at churches. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I used to love them, and I can't listen to them anymore. Mm-hmm. I just can't because I immediately want to sing along 
and I can't comfortably sing those lyrics. Can't do it. Just can't do it. That's just fascinating to me. Just can't do it, man. You know? Uh, it's really interesting, too, because uh, we have my buddy Shay in here to talk about Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. And he's <clears throat> like 15 years older than us or 10 years older. He's like 10, about, about 10, 10 yeah. years older than us. I think it was. <laughs> he's like 25 years older than us, <laughs> Shay. <laughs> uh, but he he has sort of uh, like a similar there's like a similar story that he has of of like there's like a similar trajectory in what you believed in at that time mm-hmm. but like transposed back a, like, like a decade and a half yeah. yeah yeah you know what i mean like and it and it's so fascinating to think that there were you know what i mean like this kind of like oh gosh well i have to take it i have to burn i have to like throw all my queens right cds in the trash because I, I mean, i'm i'm in, you know like well what's what's the word that they use? i'm convicted you know yeah. by by god you know we, what i mean we by, literally did that by my heart you know you know i mean <laughs> i i remember going into our practice room one day and letting jason attach my cds to his uh, the tops of his cymbals and and play a drum solo and destroy my cds and it made me feel better is that what happened to the tool cd <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Well, this was fun, guys. Uh, <laughs> nah, that's what, why you picked that spot. Ever. You're like, I need to be closest to the door. Uh, I need a straight shot but, out of here. Um, no, I, but as far you know, going back to that other thing, I think it was um, since they they both came out around the time that bands like uh, you know Limp Biscuit and other like kind of new metal kind of bands they were, were. So they so they were and like so a they were, new metal alternative. Yes. Uh, not that kind of alternative. Um, Sound but, like an ad for the buzz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The new metal alternative. The new metal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's <laughs> Goo Goo Dolls. We're the alternative to the alternative. <laughs> and I don't want to... Anyway. anyway. But, they, but they were actually, like, also touring and playing, you, you, playing for, you know, churches and stuff in this area. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and Blindside's from Sweden. Fuck! <laughs> yeah. I feel like Project 86 was at an Ozfest. I believe that they were because you might we, be mixing them up with Apartment 26. You might be fucking right. You could be because <laughs> Apartment 26 was Geezer Butler's son's band, and there was yeah. that was around the time that I that, saw them that, at Ozfest. That, uh, word word number bands were really big. Oh that's, yeah, that's, sure, sure. Word sure, number sure. bands were really big, and then after that, it was uh, uh, verbing the, the verb, the noun, verb, the noun. Yeah, yeah. Which is why, which is why the band Slice the Cake is fucking great. Yeah, I, Robert's eyes just rolled out of his butthole. <laughs> I hate, oh, I hate it. <laughs> there, there's shit like that that's come and gone over the decades that like I hated at the time, but like made peace with. Because who fucking cares? Sure. Corn. Fine. Classic example. Who fucking cares? It's a yeah. good band. Mm-hmm. The Strokes, The Killers, the fuck all that shit. But who cares? It doesn't matter. Right. It's fine. But oh, oh, so you're okay with it? I'm okay with it. Oh, okay, cool, cool. It doesn't matter. No, I'm no, I'm just making fun of it. I don't. It doesn't. It's whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, but, but there was a time where I was like, fuck this shit. Well, Go verbing, on. verbing the noun, and then also, um, um, verbing, verbing name, with the same. Yeah, yeah. You know, asking Alexandria. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, you know, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. Things yeah. like Ver- that. That was that was noun. big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Protest the hero. You know. that, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That they're guys. actually they're not a bad. They're great band. They're a great band. So yeah. You know, anyway, but yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So that sort of, that sort of answers my question. So, but they were, they were literally 
touring and playing in this region. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I that's, mean, that's why I like when I would, when I'm like, Oh, well I have these friends and I have a band with these guys in Beaumont and I'm jamming with all these dudes. And it's like, why was another goddamn fucking blindside shirt? <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, uh, especially around that time, there was a big festival and fuck if I know if it still happens, but a cornerstone festival, oh. which was the, Christian equivalent of, you know, walking open air or something, you know, hmm. um, Not what but I, I mean, you could, about to say. you could literally go there and you would, you would go and you would camp. And that was, that was sometimes that was the only way you could go see bands like living sacrifice or Zayo things like that, right. because they weren't going to come down and play in Houston because they were still just kind of whatever. But all of those bands, if you wanted to go see the agony scene, you want to go see mm. the crazy metal, like the actual metal bands that were, cause a lot of those bands were Christian. I see. You know, just to get on a label, Agony Scene was very much one of those. That's something I never considered. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, yo, yeah, that was the thing that always confused me about the Christian, you know, like, moniker. You know, like, oh, this is Christian music. I was like, okay, I get um, – because I – I ended up sort of backing into that scene because I started playing in churches and doing church gigs in like 2005, Mm -hmm. 2005. Yeah. 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 With, because I, I was in, I was in a few, I was in a bar band and some of the guys I played with in that, like they were also, you know, music pastor. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, well, I need a drummer, you know? Um, And you don't have a drug problem. And you you show up on time and you care about trying to play music. So I don't care that you don't know who um, oh man, DC Talk is or, or, or whoever. Um, we'll just learn the songs the morning of and it'll be fine. But so but but I ended up sort of being around a lot of that sort of stuff. And, and it but it was just always just always so confusing to me. It was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like Christian music. That's like green music or like purple music. It just a table music. Like it, it seemed like such a meaningless. Sure. Yeah. You know, I was like, what, do you mean music played by Christians? Or just like, <clears throat> yeah. What what is it, what is that aspect that makes it that? Is, is it trying to get the point across? Is it's it funny? Yeah. Like, yeah. why do you care? You that know? was that was always a big thing that we would hear. You know, some yeah. people be like, well, are they a Christian band or are they just Christians in a band? Huh. Okay. Like, I mean, can't, you know, like, well, they, you know, they, they don't, they don't talk about anything bad, but you know, they also don't, they're not preachy right. in their, right. in their songs, you know, and they're openly Christian people. Isn't that good enough? Cause that's not like, like, are they, no, no, everything you, everything you do should, you know, be in worship of, are the they Lord. spreading the message or yeah. are they not? Exactly. Dude, I, yeah. kn- I, I know someone I was, I was, I was privy to something recently of, of a, of a, a music director you know, like part time doing amazing work at a church, being accused of not selecting like holy enough music. And, and, you know, and he was like, you know what? My resume is stacked. I'll be fine. I'll see y'all. Later. <laughs> okay. um, and I'm, ta- I'm talking, I'm not talking about like, it's like, okay, you're doing too much. You t- trying to, you're putting too much you two and cold play into the worship service. I'm not even, I'm not even talking about like that. Like I'm talking about like, the classical music selections that he had built to do with the community band there or like, you know, the big, hymns and stuff. Well, no, no. Cause he, 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 um, I don't want to say too much, sure, but it's like, he, he was 
uh, pooling resources and find and and had built up enough people to put on really good classical concerts. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like you're playing these legit classical pieces and and all this sort of stuff, or or like legit big band stuff mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff. And so like even in that, like still getting accused of that kind of of stuff, you know. Well, and that was yeah, that I mean that was a huge that was a huge part of it, you know. For all those all those motherfuckers care about is power. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Have you seen the uh, righteous you, gemstones? Is that what you were about no. to ask? No, okay. I was about to say Midnight Mass. Uh, I've seen a couple episodes of it, yes. I think it's, it, it might be like the best single. It might be my favorite, maybe the best single season of television I've ever seen. It's fucking incredible. We um, we watched it and realized that uh, we would rather watch it um, on the like properly stimulated, <laughs> you know? <laughs> If we wanted to, we wanted to trip and watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> the confusion. That was, that was, yeah, I was like <laughs> properly stimulated. It's like, yeah. like, well, you know, I don't know what I don't know what y'all's we want to Netflix get, and chill ritual is. We want to get real horny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like to we like to uh, tantric finger blast each other. <laughs> For the entire duration of a, so we like to clear the calendar and we like to binge an entire series. Yeah, no. And climax right in the final, when the final credits roll. Yep. I need a boner so fat that I can't see the TV anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's how I prefer it. So, anyway, anyway, anyway. But, but that, that aspect of that through this guise of religiosity you know, they use that guise of like, oh, I'm just trying to be purer with the word or um, closer to God's word or da 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 God, 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 God. They use that as a way to really just get power for themselves. Absolutely. And that, and and the, the, there's some aspects of the show that, that point that out. I don't was think. was done artfully done. I don't artfully done. agree. I don't think that all pastors and things like that start off that way. Of course not. And I also don't think that they all end up that way. Yeah, absolutely. But the ones that do bad news, man. Well, and it's this, it's the, the system is built to do that. I feel, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the system is, is built to be hierarchical, hierarchical. Um, and it's intrinsically flawed in that way. And so whenever the whole thing is, is based on, well, there's got to be a dude in charge and I'm, well, I'm that dude. That's you. There's just no way. There's just no way. And like the thing, the thing that I feel like, cause I've, I've, the thing that I feel like I've seen a lot because I've been in, in around so many different churches is there's this weird sort of thing where when you have the pastor in the room, the lead pastor in the in the nicest way possible he's going to let you know that um he's 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 where the buck stops it's going to be his way or or the highway and he and he might he might it might take him an hour to tell you that cuz he's going to do it in the nicest way possible but be assured he's telling you that hmm. you know like that's an aspect of it okay i'm not saying that's like all his interactions with the congregation and that's no, not no, what no. i'm saying no i know what you mean but that's part of the dynamic. But there's mm-hmm. another layer, which is that the board, the guy that decides that that guy's going to be the pastor, they also have that same power. Um, but but 
the the structure of it's differently and then the congregation also has that power so there's like this sort of like this three-way thing of how the, that power negotiation goes it's almost like checks and balances <clears throat> in that way i mean not intentionally but kind of in practice because the congregation can get real in a tizzy or some particular members of a congregation or some very or two or three specific members that donate a lot of money can get in a tizzy mm-hmm. about a certain thing that maybe the pastor's doing. Okay. And then they can talk to, you know, the elders or the board or whoever, whoever makes the decision. That's fascinating. Is that, that 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 guy's the pastor or that oh, that crazy. and that that guy gets to live in the parish house or that that guy needs to move on. I have so many questions that aren't fit for this show, but <laughs> I need to go do some research now. Yeah. <laughs> and then things can turn on a dime and that pastor can be gone. Mm. But up until like that happens, that pastor is he's the guy. Sure, and sure. and like if you're the if you're the music you're the worship pastor, you're the music director, and you get into a disagreement with the pastor, you're going to lose. You have to lose. You have to lose. Like the congregation wants you to lose, the board wants you to lose, everyone wants you to lose because the entire structure is dependent on that idea that that pastor is the guy. And it's just an inherently flawed fucking structure. And you're not going to survive in that environment unless you find a way to like you know, and navigate within that. And, you know, that makes me now wonder about all the times that, um, I saw youth pastors called away to another church. Yeah. Never thought about that before. Yeah. Why do we always have the same preacher, but why do our youth pastors keep leaving? Yeah. Because, because he, you know, guaranteed he was either trying to do some type of good you know, like maybe like some type of like legitimate good, you know, trying to legitimately change a policy, op- be, op- be more open, op- be open, more open minded, more inclusive in some way or something like that. And past, you know, lead like, pastors like, nope, see you later. Like just maybe more to the point, trying to affect change. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. the pastor wasn't necessarily all about for right. one reason or another. Oh. I think I think there's a member of our of my youth youth group that might be gay and I don't think we should kick them out. You know. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, you, that youth pastor's gone. I need to get a youth pastor that I know is going to kick out all the gay kids. Um one tiny example. Right. Um oh, wow. well this youth pastor didn't didn't tell the didn't tell the youth group that um listening to secular music was a sin. That guy's got to go. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so there, so aspects like that, or sometimes like youth pastors actually doing actual fucked up things. Sure. sure. You know what I mean? Um, or reckless things or whatever. I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying, I'm not saying like necessarily like sexual misconduct or stuff like that. That stuff does happen. Right. I'm not, not saying it. Um, <laughs> yes. But, um, but yeah, anyway, it's just, it's v- so political. Yes. And the and and it's all about power and the people who have the most power are <clears throat> the pat the lead pastor until he doesn't. And that's what's really fascinating about it. Yeah. And absolutely. also the um you know, the big donors. The big donors of the church. That's really who has the most power. Because if you're the one who's paying mm-hmm. you, you know, if it's if it's your <laughs> if it's your uh, you know, ten thousand dollars a month, or your five five thousand dollars, or whatever that's that's helping to pay everyone's salary anyway. 
things better go the way you want them to go. If you start swinging and threatening to leave, like that's that's a they have to account for that. They're not going to let you go easily. They're not, you know what I mean? Never ever considered any of that at all. That's bad. That's <laughs> Well, I mean, when I was done with the church, I was fucking done. Gotcha. I left. I remember the last day. Mm-hmm. And I never went back. I've been back in a church maybe three or four times in the past twenty years, gotcha. and it's usually been for funeral funerals or a wedding like that. Gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've I've been this weird spot where I was done with Christianity when I was like eight, mm-hmm. um, and but then sort of backed into accidentally being a Christian because I was I was like I, I was I was in church every week playing drums. I'm yeah. like, oh man, this is way different than what I thought it was. Yeah. Because I was getting exposed to sort of like city evangelical, nah, evangelical is not quite right, but like that sort of like city v- version of the Southern Baptist derivative thing. Modern. Is, yeah, more modern. Yes, modern. Which is different <clears throat> than the small town. Because small town Christianity is like this. Especially the church that I went to. Yeah, because small town Christianity to me, like my my like hot take on that is like small town Christianity is like this, and it's trying to figure out who doesn't belong mm-hmm. and to tell you to get the fuck out. Like it's looking for outcasts and sacrifices to make example of and push away, um, because the building's already paid for. City Christianity is like this, because they got to pay the rent. <laughs> That's yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so there are a lot more like. What do we need to do to get new? Da, 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 you yeah. know what I mean? Like they're a lot hmm. softer. Like they're they're only gonna have one hellfire sermon a year, you know, in the city. Yeah, yeah. I, I say especially the one that I went to because I found out um, well after the fact that uh, most people that went to churches other than the one that I went to called us the cult church. Mm, and yeah, <laughs> did you know that? I don't. I don't even know what church you went to. I don't want to say, but fair okay. enough. Um, Anybody that knows me that's listening will know exactly because it's lit- it's the only church I ever went to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I had no idea. And right. like, yeah, and like a couple of people, like, oh yeah, like, yeah, dude, don't, why, do, why do you think we never came when you would invite us? Mm. Like you guys were, it was a little too much. Mm. Like, what? I thought we were just like Southern Baptist, but apparently we were a little too much. A little too much. <laughs> yeah. And so, Man. but yeah, all that, all that is fascinating and interesting to me. Yeah, um, absolutely. What did I do? Um, I am so sorry, but there's no camera over here. Oh. So <laughs> if you um I've been staring at you this whole time. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. And it, it it's these tiny things that like I am painfully aware of because I when I edit these it's all good. And I and I yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'm and I'm part of me is like, God damn it, Rich, it's your fault. Because I was okay. like, I'll I, set the I, microphone up this way. I got comfortable in the chair, so. So I'm like, so that there's a nice clear shot, and Gotta gently persuade. And then, but what I'm what I yeah. accidentally did is I'm like, yeah, CJ, why don't you? <laughs> 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 you know? I'm like, God damn it, I feng shuied this all wrong. This is my fault. I'm gonna stare at that picture yeah, of that. Yeah. So mountain. anyway, it's a anyway, dumb thing no, to, to like. I'm not saying like don't don't look at me, but it's. It's a thing that I'm, if you see me, it's like, man, what, what the fuck is Richard thinking about so hard? That's, that's it. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Why does Richard look like badly constipated right now? <laughs> Just thinking about this camera. So, yeah. That's what I'm doing. Uh, but yeah, so, but I find, I find, I mean, I, 
I have a lot to say about just religion and Christianity. And yeah, we could that could probably general. be a, a different episode. Probably, um, yeah. But but I, I but I do think it's really fascinating that this is something that affected your discovery of music, your interaction with music, and all that. Because that is kind of a, a you know, well, and 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 you're not the only one that it affected that way. Mm-hmm. And so there is a a bigger theme with this, which is that like a lot of the people that I knew that ended up playing in metalcore bands or hardcore bands, a disproportionate amount of them came out of like youth groups. And so what was it about like the hardcore scene or the hardcore aspects of it that resonated with, you know, like youth groups? Um, Because I don't know any like former youth group people who were, who ended up in metal bands as much. Like that was way less common. I think honestly, I mean, just off the top of my head because I've never considered it, but I, I think it probably has a lot to do with the uh, camaraderie aspect of the hardcore scene, mm-hmm. you know, where it's this whole, like, we're in this together. We're going to sing along right. kind of thing. And it kind of feels like you're at church sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe, maybe that might have something to do with it. Just like from a, a comfort zone. And, and do you think that, well, I mean, that there was just more also, that there's just more Christian hardcore bands. Um, I mean, it, it could be that it could also be that, um, there is a lot of, uh, positive hardcore, whether sure. it's Christian or not. And so that could resonate with a lot of people too. Right. 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 Um, right, right lyrical right. content. Um, there's some badass Christian hardcore bands. Sure. To be honest. Um, no innocent victim. Those guys fucking rule. <laughs> But, you know, then you break their name down and it's NIV, like the Bible, you know, it's always something with these guys, (laughs) always something like my first my first thought there would be like the like the most obvious possible explanation would be like the juxtaposition of having this like, uh, you know, sheltered religious life and then being exposed to this extreme thing and just being naturally drawn to that and go, holy shit, look at this. This is amazing. Yeah. And so I can see a, a clear path to be like drawn to that. Mm. So I know, um, I don't know if it's on that playlist or the other one, but there's a band called that I, I love called Strife. Mm-hmm. And um, they, the, yeah, yeah, I think there's one on here. Yeah, I think it's probably yes. around Waiting. S- Snapcase. Yeah. Here. yeah. That Snapcase song's so fucking good. It I really was. Their anyway, snare we'll sound. There. Yeah. so good. I love it. That's the but um, no, they used to play in churches, you know? Uh, Strife did, uh, yeah. Um, so I always found that fascinating because um, they were up until a while back they were like a straight edge band, and so they could kind of oh, and, and so I think that probably bands. has a, that oh, wow. probably helped a lot too. There's that that that's the, good. the straight edge scene, you know. That's got a def- right. that's definitely yeah. got to be an overlap. I forgot all about that. I, I I didn't even think about it until just now. So that's the, that's definitely got to be an aspect of it, you know. Um, and, but yeah, no, I don't know. That's always something that I've sort of, you know, like seen and acknowledged and like kind of wondered about, mm-hmm. you know, and. Well, I know for us, it was like, we, we started off, like I, I was into punk rock stuff that like Brennan had showed me. And then I was like, oh wait, but here's, you know, he's like, yeah, here's Rancid. Like, cool. 
Yep. And then I'm like, oh, but also here's MXPX. I can listen to them and not get in trouble because they're on a Christian label and they gosh. talk about God a couple times, you know? Oh my gosh. Just what a like crazy and fucking <laughs> calculus to yeah. have to always uh -huh. be. So, okay. Let me ask you this. Sure. Because I remember even me sort of being, because like, all right. So like my Jesus shit, my Christian stuff is sort of based <laughs> around, um, that like my dad died. First of all, I was raised Catholic. So Catholic is like a whole different. That's a whole different. That's where I was at too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like no one. <laughs> if you're Catholic, no Catholic like believes that much. Um, <laughs> this is. What do you mean? No. Like, okay. The way that I. I know. Lord, I know what you're saying. Like the Lord. Lord gave me seven days. Seven days out of the week, I can give him one hour. Like that kind of like, I go to church because it's my duty. And that's where you get forgiven for the shit that you did all, the, all through, for the week. The theology isn't really that important. Yeah. It's, it's clocking in. It's doing your work. Just like, I see what you're saying. you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like, it's, it's not about having a born again experience and having a, like a, a relationship with the living God, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's not about a personal relationship with God. Mm -hmm. No, not at um, all. It's about doing your time and going to church. Doing your time is a good way to put it. And so... Have you ever heard the Eddie Izzard skit where he talks about how boring the fucking Church of England is? Oh, yes. In, I love in terms that of like singing their hymns and shit, it's like, oh, mm. Lord, my God. Like the most <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is what that is. That is what mm -hmm. that always felt like to me being there it was like yeah. nobody wanted to be there doing that shit yeah nope. it yeah it's like you know like as a kid you go and it's like of course this sucks son it's supposed to suck <laughs> do you think i'm enjoying this why do you think your father never comes like it, <laughs> you know for, it, for me it was like oh what's that you don't want to get up and go to sunday school you're too sick well, then, you know, it's just like you missed regular school. That means you're too sick to play with your friends today or watch cartoons later. You... Okay. I feel yeah. fine. And so my my mom, like, this didn't always manifest with her in a healthy way. But my mom had a very low tolerance for bullshit and hypocrisy. Very, very low. And so, like, once my dad died, she was... You know, like she had very sort of one, she had very sort of tangible, like sort of theological questions that could not be answered. You know, like you weren't going to be able to. She was like, my husband was a good man and now I'm a widow and my and my son's growing up alone. We just moved out here. We're all by ourselves. Don't tell me God has a plan. That's not good enough for me. You know, so she had like a little bit of a crisis of faith that no sure. one could have her give her answers for. And then also she's such a like a. Uh, you know, the way that she was that, you know, she was like, I don't want you going to church because I think, I think those kids at church are, are fucking dickheads. I think their parents are hypocrites and I don't want you being around them. I mean, I haven't seen your mom in a, you know, in a very, very, very long time, but I still very, that, yeah, that's pretty much the way I remember her. <laughs> yeah. It, it's sort of like a very much, very much a like, well, it's like there was the there was the theological aspect, but there was also a very practical angle to it, right? Of like, like uh, that just makes sense. That yeah. kid's a dig bag. Don't go near him. 
Yeah, well, and it was just like I she she did not care about like the the keeping up with the Joneses Joneses social pretenses right, of right. all of it and and the politics all of it. She was like, no, fuck all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't like I didn't ha- I didn't. So she started to drift away, and then I like discovered there were like other religions, and I was fucking mad. I was mad at my family because I was like, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. you told me you knew where my dad was, and and you don't really know. You think you know, but you don't know, no. You don't know in the same way that you've been teaching me other stuff. Um, And that made me like very angry. And I was very young. I was like eight when I, when I like sort of came to that. So, but even given that I was still sort of like 13 or 14, 15, maybe before I could say, I don't believe in God without like, (laughs) <laughs> oh man tell me about it feel, feel, like feel, feel like like without like look look right for the lightning bolt mm-hmm. you know what i mean so so how long i mean i guess like how long did it take for you to sort of be able to get to a point to where that shit's not living in your head rent free all the time uh i was 23 when i said it out loud for the first time uh-huh. i was mowing my grass in california and i stopped I set it to the to the air. Goddamn fucking liberal fucking blue state California. <laughs> I set it to the air and uh, it felt like I could actually breathe for the first time in my entire life. Wow. And then you got struck by lightning. I <laughs> and my then, hand got caught in the mower. I was uh, and then I was terrified to tell Laura. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know how she was going to take it. <clears throat> and so I don't remember how long it took me to tell her. It, it was at least a couple weeks, probably. But, I mean, I had felt that way for a long time. Like, for at least... I, I, had, I had felt that way since before I actually left the church. Um, so you were 23 then. When did you leave the church? Um, when I was... 18. Hmm. Um, I was still playing guitar at night for the, the, for the night service. And, uh, I just, but I was, I was also like going to raves mm-hmm. on Saturday and then having to be there on Sunday. And I was like, I don't, Oof. I'm just like, I'm tired of doing this. Like I, I don't enjoy it. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And so I just told the music minister, I was like, Hey, I'm, I, I gotta be done. I'm sorry. And didn't give him a reason and just stopped going. And I, it was, it was partially because I was tired of going, but it was partially also because, uh, I got ostracized when they found out that I was going to, I I went to a single, went to a single rave one time. And, uh, by the time it got back to the church, I was, uh, dealing drugs at a rave. (laughs) Oh yeah. And that's um, how they do rather than checking on me to make sure I was okay. Uh, nobody like some people didn't want anything to do with me anymore. And I was like, cool, been a member of this church for the majority of my life. And this is how you're going to treat me based on a rumor. That's how they do done. Mm -hmm. I'm out of here. And finally I left, but, um, no, I was, I was about 23. And then, um, you were mowing your grass. Like, had you been like mowing it around for a while? Yeah. And that was just, I was like breaking I, point. And it's like I soft some sticks. 
<laughs> I was just I was just mowing. I kind of zoned out and I looked down and it said N I V. I don't really know <laughs> what that could have meant. Um, so yeah, okay. and then I know I was home on leave. I think that Christmas when I told my mom. Oh shit! Um, she had suspected it. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And but we were we were standing on her porch and I was like, I need to tell you something. And she was like, Are you gonna tell me that you're you're an atheist? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> I went like that, and she goes, No, you're not. I went, Yeah, yeah. And she goes, Nah, nah, you're not. And that's just been kind of her stance on it. Yeah. You know, but like they they don't they don't they don't mess with me about it at all. Like they used to use it as a threat. Um mm. <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> they used to um my mom, like if I was like being a dick to my sister or something, you know, like as an adult, she'd be like, stop or I'm going to go tell your grandma that you're an atheist. You know, it'll break her heart. How funny. And I would be like, I'm sorry. (laughs) How funny. Cause she does not know. And she will never know because there's no reason for it to, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. Mm. My, my family Mm. started to get the, get the, get the hint, you know, like, cause I, I never went through confirmation. I never did all that bullshit that you're supposed to when you're Catholic. Oh, I did all that shit. And oh man, mm, I don't even know what that you're is. You're more Catholic than I am, and and so I I would never I would never cause I am not. I am a an honest man, and so I will, <laughs> I never I would never take communion. Mm-hmm. Like if they did end up taking me to church for something, I would never take communion. Now I di- I would do it at some of the churches I was playing at, just because appearances because those wafers taste pretty good <laughs> i was hungry man my fucking blood, real here i've been playing for I mean, it was on the third <laughs> service my blood sugar was off give me that grape juice they're, made out, of, they're made out of cardboard dude you're not gonna fucking get anything and uh well just no juice. just because it's like it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna make more it's gonna cause more it's gonna cause more harm and duress if like Sure. The fucking usher who's like, okay, well, let me make sure the band has it. And he's coming over to the fucking drum kit or whatever. And I'm like, not me. Like while they're, while we're trying to do this meditative bullshit or whatever. It's like, it's like, nah, man, it's fine. It's fine. It was like, you were just like going to town and he would like come over and put the cracker on your tongue. No, 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 no. no. Like, because you're going to do, you know, when you would do communion in like a modern service, you're doing like, you know, like there's a, you have some mid tempo song and then it gets really like jammy kind of whatever in the middle. And then the pastor takes over and the music kind of stops or whatever. And everything kind of quiets down while the pastor's doing his thing, giving the instructions and sort of like during, that point someone like comes around to the band like here's yours and here's yours and here's yours and here's yours and sort of i've never experienced that and so like all the band members sort of like take there's like a little unspoken etiquette of like all right well i'm gonna keep strumming the chord while that guy takes and does that's amazing okay he's all right he's got his he's got okay oh i got a playing all right cool i gotcha you know what i mean and that's amazing uh, you know i got honestly i've got my mallet on the symbol thanks oh thank you oh you know like all that it's a whole other dynamic that you could even what did we call it we call it taking taking the lord's supper i think that's what it was called when uh, we did it he yeah. took the lord's supper yeah he took that shit took <laughs> like like we stole <laughs> yeah, Jesus' yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking meal stole his pork chops <laughs> Yoink. um <laughs> but uh anyway yeah. yeah i don't know but i i i just wanted to ask that of because i don't know i just 
like you said earlier, like religious trauma is 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 a real thing, mm-hmm. and and even when you're not as even for me as someone who wasn't like I never identified as a young man as being a Christian. I didn't spend I, I wasn't part mm-hmm. of my social life, you know, or whatever. And so, um, to to come away from it, you know. Even even I had baggage. It was mm-hmm. even hard for me. Yeah. To like Man. say that word. We really could do a whole other show about this. Yeah. We, um, <laughs> we really could. And if we ever really did, I know there's a lot of stuff. Uh, some other people that would that would definitely <laughs> we'll love a fucking <laughs> religious trauma roundtable. Yeah, yeah. I have so much to say about it. I, mm-hmm. I have ridiculous amount to say mm-hmm. about it. Um, but I, I don't think it's. I, I. It is essential to your experience of music though, mm-hmm. during yeah. this time period, and it's an essential ingredient as to why we had such different experiences. Yeah, like why yeah. half the shit on this playlist is on this playlist. Right? Yeah. So yeah. and so. and you can you can like. I, I, I tried to make it as autobiographical as I could. And so you'll see there's there's sort of like peaks and valleys, you know, there, there's there's <laughs> sections where it's mostly Christian music and then there's not. And then, in fact, so, you know, the order is the order like the order in which you were exposed to these things. Yes. OK. Rad. Yes. Rad, rad, rad. As, as, be, as best as I could. I could make it work. So know? the joke okay. that I made when you sent me this playlist was that there are two types of people out there. Mm-hmm. There are the people that heard about Fear Factory first on the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. <laughs> And there are people that heard about Fear Factory first on the Ozfest '96 VHS. Mortal Kombat for me, right? Oh, thank you. Right, right. I could tell because it was because it Zero was signal. signal was the song, not Replica. And uh, also, the very next song, yeah, the Napalm Death, is song. also on the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Damn, dude, I missed out on this Mortal Kombat soundtrack. It's fucking good. Fuck. Yeah, and I was thinking about that while I was driving around today. I was like, why didn't I fucking get into... Because like, I remember being excited to go see that movie with my friends and shit like that. Like, why why didn't that movie become a bigger deal to me? I was like so, a big Mortal Kombat fan at the I time. Bought, my, my, right. dad, my dad took me to see it. and um, Oh, that's it, because I don't have a dad. Well, mine was divorced at the time, so I guess the there same it is. Thing. There we go. found it. <laughs> Only kids with dads like the Mortal Kombat movie. Damn, common so thread. I bought revealed. The, I bought the cassette tape of that soundtrack, and uh, and I hid it from from my my parents mm. because obviously how exciting and um but it was i bought it from walmart it was it, there there was a couple of songs on there that i think was it edited was edited but i, I didn't didn't have a lot um but the, the, that was the one with the mortal Kombat. okay but then i mean it also had you know because uh, the Man. zero i've seen that movie a million times so like zero signal the that part, yeah 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 whoosh, yeah that's when yeah, yeah. sub-zero comes out and it's like so you know, and, nice. and then uh, <laughs> Twist the Knife Slowly is the montage of Goro beating the shit out of people. Oh, dude, that's rad. And so um, I put that on there because it was the first Napalm Death I ever heard, but I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite Napalm Death song now. Interesting. But I did not like it at the time. I think when I But I knew what Napalm. it was because I'd heard their name before. Yeah, yeah. I think when I first heard Napalm Death, I didn't like it either. Right. But I eventually came around. The first Napalm Death song I heard was Greed Killing. It was on the an earache video compilation that I had mail ordered. So mm. nice. We, the, Napalm is such a fascinating band because like their first two, three records or whatever are sort of genre defining mm-hmm. and um, have hardly any of the member. I mean, it's got the guys it's got that Shane. Up, went to make Carcass. 
Right. And <laughs> cathedral. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hopkins, witch, find a general. Like, you get that. Like, that's the guy, yeah. you know. Lee Dorian. Like, that's the guy who's singing on, you know. Like, you know. Have you ever seen um, the videos of, of that era of Napalm Death on the children's show? Oh, no. shit, no. And they, they play, like. You suffer. They, yeah, they play You Suffer. Oh, yeah. You suffer. Like, or whatever it is. <laughs> it's so god man what a great band um and but anyway yeah but it is interesting like i i haven't spent enough time with their sort of entire discography to sort of like really get the arcs of it of like oh well, we're just going to define grindcore and then this like industrial metal thing that right they do yeah. through the 90s and and what i don't love all of it and there's a lot of it there is a lot of it that's for sure um but yeah, but but I, I the the thing I said here when we got to Napalm, I was like amazing that so many people were exposed that were exposed to Napalm so early on. Like like just that mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That you that you're you had a pathway to this legendary band and therefore like a pathway to this, you know, so much because that's a, if there's one word to describe Napalm, it's fucking legit. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so that through a fucking video game movie soundtrack mm-hmm. you have like a foot into door in the door to sort of like that that node and they they always stuck with me because i just remember thinking the name napalm death was like the, go- <laughs> the like the goofiest most metal thing yeah you know? like, sure like, like it was because you know i was still like kind of poking fun at at that kind of stuff you know and right. so yeah napalm death you know and which actually making fun of stuff like that is actually how we ended up writing the song. Why do you exist? Mm-hmm. Because we were making fun of metal lyrics one day and we said, yeah, all they are is just, why do you exist? Die, die, die. And then Jeremy came in with this weird riff and I was like, I'm just going to say that. What do you think? And they're like, cool. <laughs> yeah. I, that's real funny because uh, my buddy jet, when he, whatever metalcore and like screamo became the thing. And then, you know, he like was frustrated with that music and he was like, it's all the fucking same. It's all, I don't like what I'm doing. And then just, you know, being sad about a breakup or something. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it. What a fucking, I don't like what I'm doing. I don't like what like, I'm doing. <laughs> This nail on the fucking head, like it's fantastic. I was, and I was like, yeah, man, I fucking hate as I like dying. Also, Ugh, um, I hate them for like a lot of reasons. different reasons now. But <laughs> Tim Lambies is a piece of shit. T total capital. I hope you're. I can't believe that. I can't believe they're that they are still able to like do headline tours and all that shit. Anyway, whatever. That's a different fucking thing. So, um, but yeah, the others, you know, then you start seeing like you know I put corn on there and, and Slayer, and that was I put that on there specifically because those were songs that you introduced me to. Interesting. Nice. That's fucking. Um, wild and um like i said earlier this playlist is difficult for me to listen to when i got to loco i had to force myself to make it through that song i don't like it really it's not that good (laughs) there's there's things about it that are good okay it's it's okay so is it it, the lyrics um to me i because i wasn't into anything like it at the time i never realized how in my opinion uh, I never realized how badly they were just trying to be Rob Zombie or White Zombie. Oh, I don't feel that at all. That's what it feels like to me. I don't huh. feel that at all. Interesting. Not, so, not even a little bit. Or or uh, they were 
he's very clearly influenced by it, which is probably not a surprise. I don't. You, I, you don't think so? I, I don't. As someone who fucking loves. Yeah, <laughs> White Zombie and and the Cold Chamber album and and Rob Zombie yeah. and and loves that Cold Chamber album. I don't know. And, maybe maybe I was just in a, in a weird a weird place when I was listening to I, it at that time. I, so like, but. okay, this is what I'll say. I've spent a lot. Like, <clears throat> if you put that Cold Chamber album on right now, I can sing every lyric and play the whole goddamn. Oh, thing I believe on the damn. Um, <laughs> maybe not at the same time. Like, I'd have sure. Yeah, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. just like I know that record. You know it. Yeah, 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 really well. And and um, it's a little. I I love it. There's there's a there's a youthful charm to it. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. guess you could say. You yeah. know, there's like a rawness to it. But it's well written. It's well played. It's definitely a record that would not have been made if Korn's first record wouldn't have also been sure. made. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um. Not even necessarily as far as like an influence. God damn it. Necessarily. Um, even though there is definitely an influence, mm-hmm. but just because like they wouldn't have been able to get the budget to make a record, the budget you needed to make that high a quality of record if Korn's record mm-hmm. hadn't had already been successful. Just it, for instance, for that in, in in that regard as well, I think it's a fine record. I think I, just, I think it's good. I, th- I, I think Dez has a really unique voice. I don't think he gets enough credit. I just re- I just made the connection as to why I, I thought that mm-hmm. because um, he does sing fast like Rob Zombie and it like I very it it that the the way that he sings he on that song fast. the way that he sings on that song reminds me very very much of uh, Thunder Kiss. It doesn't to me, but I see what you're saying. That's where my brain saying. went when I was. I see what you're it. saying because that's like, the only reason I can't listen to it. It was that that was there was a lot of that kind of new metal stuff that came out that I just I, I it never worked for me. Gotcha. And um, Cold Chamber was one of those. Cold Chamber, but mm-hmm. I mean, I put that on there because that was that was one of those songs that we learned. you had to learn. I it. had to learn it on the bass, so because, I had to put it so on that there, you, you know? could play right. it. Play it because we played it at the show, and um, um, you also had to learn Electric Head Part Two, and you had to learn Come Out and Play. Yeah, um, maybe yeah. that's where the White Zombie uh, Association maybe, comes know. from. Yeah, um, you, well, maybe maybe you just don't like the song because you didn't like Josh Baker singing it. Um, <laughs> well, you don't like Three Eleven. <laughs> it's why I don't. It's why it took me a long time. <laughs> To be able to enjoy oh, 311 because Lord. I got so fucking sick of prisoner of fucking like Josh Baker coming up behind me. <laughs> like fucking with you? Well, and he started to annoy well, me. Yes. And you know how Josh Baker was. If he found out like something annoyed yeah. you, then it's like, oh well now now I just have to live with that right. forever now until uh we graduate high school. Sure, yeah. Um because I live across the street from his parents now, so are oh, they wow. doing okay? I don't know. I see his brother a lot and oh. his his nieces. Okay, well I hope they're doing great. Oh, you man. can tell me later. If, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope they're doing awesome. I have nothing but love for the guy. Um, Never did me, me wrong, but uh, but yeah. So I I unironically still like Cold Chamber. Sure, but I get I I there is like a there is like a a cringy aspect to it yeah because and it's like it's not <clears throat> it's not necessarily because i think anything to do with them but i think it they're sort of like one of those first sort of second wave of new metal bands where it starts to 
feel a little watered down and mm-hmm. it starts to like, oh, that's what the trappings of the genre are going to yeah. be. Oh, you're going to dress all silly and you're going to have spikes and you're going to do this. And, right. Oh, well, I guess we can just let anyone do that and have a downtuned guitar and have some neat stage moves. And I guess we have a band now. Um, now I didn't put any mud vein on there, but uh, you I better not. Really? No, no, fuck. We fucking love mud. Okay, I was gonna say because I mean, <laughs> you're huge, huge like, mud You're about to, that, yeah, that was gonna be very confusing. <laughs> uh, but no, I did like that. Uh, was it their first one? LD fifty. LD. Is this one of the best records ever made? It's fucking great. It's so good. Like everything about it is good. It's un, uh, objectively, it is one of the best albums. Phenomenal, ever made. phenomenal musicians, man. So, like uh, insane. Man. Go back to the 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 second anyway. wave, the second wave of new heavy of new metal uh, coal chamber being a part because that was this record was 1997 this wasn't that <clears throat> far, but corn was 1994 sure and so so yeah well, but there who, really wasn't so, much happening between who did we have we had we had corn and we had <laughs> new metal is such a weird it genre really, well, it because really this is because th- this is the main yeah. thing that makes it weird um in 2003. Like bands like Norma Jean or whatever. Like if you would have, if I would have like went at that show that I saw y'all go fucking crazy at, and I would have said, "Hey, you know, local, local metalcore band, what style of music do you play?" They would have said, "We play metalcore." Yeah. No one knew what new metal was. No one said they were playing new metal at the time. Right, and I mean, wasn't and. It, it wasn't it mainly a, a term coined by like magazines. It anyway? was kind of always derogatory. Yeah. Is the thing. yeah, 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 yeah. And it hasn't been clear. Uh, you know, it's not it's not clear until you look back at it. Now, I heard someone say it like the perfect way, like regarding Slipknot. They're like Slipknot is a band that is often retconned into being new metal because they were yeah. popular at the time. At the I was time, like, yeah. I, never, I was like, that's a perfect way to describe. They it. were popular at the time and they had aspects of like hip hop and tech. I never shit. considered them new metal though. I didn't either. But it's it's like if you're like, well, well, new metal was popular during this time period. And you're like, well, Slipknot was also popular. Well, I guess Slipknot has to be like, their right, associative yeah. property there. You know what I mean? But yeah, but yeah, I think it's a real like sort of <clears throat> it's a real sort of weird, amorphous kind of a a weird term. And but there are a few bands that are clearly like, oh, well, that's a new metal band. Right. And well, because I. After a while, it became the derogatory term for the bands that they were trying to describe became its own genre. Like, yeah, and the, I, bands came along that be, that that were they embraced it exactly. Yeah. And, exactly. And, I, and I guess like sort of what I mean is, you know, corn is sort of like I guess it's sort of like we were saying earlier with like you have these big bands big unique bands but you don't know what's going to become a genre right and and to me like you know cold chamber is sort of one of the first bands that's like okay well this thing that corn's doing this is going to become a thing and so so, that, le- so let's also do it so sort of yeah, yeah, or, yeah or like you know and it might not i'm not trying i, I don't know how much they were or were not influenced but you know, I think it would have had to have been. I think so too, <laughs> I but like... I just don't know, so yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah, yeah. speculate. Sure, um, it's sort of like with Mushroom Head and Slipknot. Like Slipknot had success, so whether even if y'all were developing <clears throat> parallel, now the other Mask Band's going to get signed because Mask sure. Band One is yeah. going is doing well. <laughs> right. You know, and the thing that's sort of like 
like I can it, it, with Cole Chamber with their image and whatnot, you 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 start to like get the sense that like someone at Roadrunner is like, okay, so Corn has their Adidas. What are y'all gonna have? Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm. Okay, some spike hair, some fishnet, and some bracelets. Okay, that'll work. Let's do it. You know, like, <laughs> can you dye your hair? Oh, you have a girl basis. Oh, this will be amazing. Can she wear skirts? You know, like, you start to get that. I feel like you really get that sense, you know, like with the image that they put forth. Mm -hmm. like, I feel like with their second album, absolutely. Right. And that's the other thing, too. I was like, a way that I experienced a lot of music, because I didn't have MTV. I didn't have a lot of it. I just, I really just experienced the record. Yeah, I didn't have MTV either. And even if I did, I wouldn't have been allowed to watch it. So. <laughs> it's, a, it's a moot poet. Um, but yeah, I, I, I unironically love uh, Cold Chamber still. So, uh, but yeah, uh, something I wanted to throw out here about Blind. Because um, goddamn, is this amazing? And is it important? Uh, and is and that corn record is so special. Um, but I remember how attainable it felt because, like, the way that that intro is, it almost sound it almost sounds like kids discovering their instrument. Yeah, like, yeah, it kind of like, sounds like they're stumbling into it. Like exactly, they're, they're kind of fucking it up a little. Right, bit. like, oh, this is a symbol. What does this do? <laughs> <laughs> like. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> like, are you? I are don't you? know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? It 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 it, 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 but it has like that feeling. And like, I just, I remember, like, I remember sitting and like, oh well, this. I, I have, I had to play it with two hands. I had to go ding, 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 ding. Like, you know what I mean? Because I couldn't do that uh -huh. fast enough with one hand, you know. But it, it. It was, you know, and so like there's that aspect of it, but even like looking back on it now, like I listen to it and I'm like, this is so well put together. No, it really is. Um, I still can, I can still listen to the first three corn albums pretty easily. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah. can, I can kind of, there's the ones I like and there's the ones that I really like Untouchables. I like some of the popular stuff that came after that. I um, whatever it was that came after "Follow the Leader" was issues. was issues. when I when what I remember that was when I fell off. I, I fell off and I just I was like I lost interest. Yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of fell off on "Follow the Leader" and then I definitely fell off at issues because I was like, y'all got a new one out already? Calm it down. It was really fast. It was really. Fast. I just Calm remember fucking down, guys. I just remember yeah. when "Follow the Leader" came out. The the big thing was that they had the what was it the Todd McFarlane did like the video for it or, or something. Oh or yeah. And the art. cover art. That's right. And then right. that also, um, that album so, came out around the time that, um, my parents went from, they just, it was like, they flipped a switch. Like I, there, it was never gradual. Mm -hmm. There was, there was a time in my life where this is what I was allowed to do. Mm -hmm. And then, just one day they just were like, Oh yeah, whatever, you know? And just hmm. so like one day it was all the Christian music. The next day it was like, Oh yeah, you got your BMG CDs in. <laughs> and it was every, every album that I could possibly get that had a parental advisory logo yeah. on it. And they didn't give a shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're, literally. I understand what you're literally. Me now. And, wow. and follow the leader came out right after that and so that was one of the first albums that came out when I didn't have to worry about it. Anymore. God, that's got to right. be, 
that had that 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 that's like that's like the crux of your musical story. Like that's the hinge point. That's the cornerstone <laughs> of it. Because like that's why you're not into Metallica. That's why you're not into Pantera. Oh, Be- oh absolutely. That, because you ma- weren't allowed to be into shit until fucking 1998. Metallica <laughs> specifically, I remember specifically Metallica playing on like the Grammys or something on TV. And my mom made me leave the room. She was like, you cannot hear this. <laughs> give me fuel. Give me fire. Get the fuck out of here. You know. <laughs> I also remember my dad bringing a Guar videotape home one time from work. Why? Wait, Cause what? Because some, somebody, somebody loaned it to him and where was like, you, you, dad- got, you got to see this. You're not going to believe it. You know? <laughs> so okay. That's was, all I remember. I was going to say, where did your dad fucking work to get a Guar video? Yeah, some- <laughs> a, according to, to the lore that Shay presents, he must have worked at a tattoo shop. No, he worked at, he worked at. Chemical plants and construction and stuff. Call back there. Yeah. But I just remember because I, I caught I caught my dad singing a Guar song. Like Saddam a go go or some shit. Like- I, some, I don't. So oh my sad, God. sadly, I, I I will admit I am not familiar with Guar. Very very familiar I, I, at all. Very unfamiliar. I um, only know one Guar song, and it's the first track on the Ragnarok CD because I bought that CD and I took it home. I was like, this is the worst music I've ever fucking heard well, in my life, and I returned it. <laughs> Clearly, they're meant to be seen. Yeah, meant to <laughs> but, be seen, not heard. But I just remember, Mate. I just remember sandwich. My dad singing something about maggots coming down like rain. I remember hearing those words come out of my dad's mouth. But, uh, <laughs> I'm imagining it like a Paul Simon, you know, like bridge over troubled water. Maggots coming down like rain. Yeah, but yeah. no, when 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 Follow the Leader came out, I told I I didn't I asked my mom. I told my mom I was like I want to go see corn and she's like okay wow and uh so i went and i went with david baker so so when wh- wh- where did when did you see them where did uh you see well them? it was at the summit right so, <laughs> okay so the because i'm not the summit one. it was at the uh the astro arena yeah okay. um, but it was them um head pe open okay and yeah, yeah, yeah. uh and orgy okay oh, nice Nice, nice, okay. nice. And it was solid, phenomenal. It was a phenomenal show. Um, okay. I just remember being that first head P album. Pretty yeah, cool. she was, she was it good. is. Um, I got really into the second one because I saw him on Tattoo the Earth, and there's mm, like, you know, right. well, I got know. really like, I don't give a fuck. See me fall down, see me laugh, see me laugh, see me laugh. I bust your lip, you know. Well, that and that goes into Limp Biscuit on there because when Limp Biscuit came out. I got record. made fun of by so many people for liking rap metal. That first Limp Bizkit record is amazing. I still listen to it. It's I great. don't even care. It is good. You shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't care. It's amazing. It's, I, so it's so good. <laughs> there's like so I have a that's a funny story sort of relating to that. Um, do you remember the Colorado trip, the band Colorado trip? Very clearly. <laughs> okay, so. Me, so that was like the beginning of the divergence of me and German Germany, me and Jeremy's Germany bars. <laughs> That's like totally some. Sh- How has that never come up before? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm mad. I'm fucking mad that we've never thought about that before. It's because we didn't have. We didn't cultivate having toxic nicknames for people because that's some total football coach shit. I guess. Oh, what so. you doing over there, fucking Germany Barnes? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. You know what you fick it for? What you ficking and dishing over there? You know, like that's totally uh, some. Man, uh, I, I remember when that motherfucker quit football. Like, you know who got yelled at when he quit football? I did. You did. I fucking did because I didn't quit. They yelled at me for like three weeks straight. You know, I'm like. 
Anyway, whatever. Okay, well, anyway, I was mad for like 10 <laughs> seconds there. That's anyway, all I needed. There's, there's, there's some funny shit there. But anyway, but our music, me and Jeremy's, because we were like just, you know, but we started to diverge, and it can all sort of be summed up on the CDs that we bought on that trip, mm -hmm. okay? Because I bought... Um, I bought like the uh, that Human Remains album that I showed you on that death metal mm -hmm. episode we did, and I bought um, two Century Media samplers that had like Strapping Young Lad, Rotting Christ, Emperor, Stuck Mojo, Tiamat, oh, Nevermore, Samael. Do we had a whole section about Stuck you know, Mojo on another podcast? <laughs> all, you know, all, all this, all this like metal, metal yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Arch Enemy, Entombed. It's all on there. Wait, no, Entombed wasn't on there. Entombed was on something else. Whatever. And Jeremy got like, okay, well, I'm into guitar, so I guess I should be into Joe Satriani. And so he got like Fire Garden. Mm. And he's like, well, I'm also like, okay, well, I hear Santana's good. And so he got like a Santana Live CD. Man. And then he got um, a Gorilla. Like a, he might have got a punk, rock, like a punk rock sampler that had like Gorilla Biscuits on it yes, or something. Yes, fucking Gorilla Biscuits. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> and he got the Limp Biscuit CD. $3 bill. And he, he like, threw up in his mouth trying to listen to the Joe Satriani CD. <laughs> and he, like, listened to Santana. He's like, this isn't bad, but I don't like it. Do you want it? And so I got the Santana CD. And, um, <clears throat> but anyway, but that's sort of, like, where you, because Jeremy became, like, way more into, like, like, he loved that Limp Biscuit record. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And he was way into, like, the, the punk rock edge. Like, being, be, having that, like, punk rock aesthetic ethos became extremely important to him mm -hmm. and then i was like i'm really into this metal those europeans are doing right <laughs> um and so that's like the but anyway that limp biscuit album's a big fucking deal yeah it's a good fucking record i had never i mean nothing like it it was wild i mean time, i had never dude. heard anything like it, it you know? or since i don't yeah. think you know not even the second album which was it, arguably more popular so oh, it was much more popular. way more popular but yeah, that yeah. first one is like yeah. the one if you're gonna do one yeah a allison has like stories about driving around you know with her friend listening to the second record so it's a different yeah. you know but yeah no, I, I was laughing really hard at the limp biscuit <clears throat> song so i have some funny notes about <laughs> about it um yeah uh da -da -da, I, yeah anyway blah 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 praising it blah 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 uh, <laughs> I was like stuck on yourself. You are at four yeah. twelve, and I was like, wait a minute. You I was like, I was like, it was, it was, it's like it's like Yoda Durst, ha, 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 ha. and I was like, oh wait a minute. He said, stuck on yourself, you, you whore. whore. Oh wait, I thought he, I thought it was stuck on yourself. You are like, no, you whore, you whore. Yeah, no. Oh my god, I thought it was that for my entire life. <laughs> Oh, Negative. Wow. Nope. He's he's mad. That special boy is just mad at some mean girl. New shit has come to light. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Fuck, dude. Um, no, I. So like, I always like whenever I think of like whenever I think of Limp Bizkit, I always think of this. Like, I'm gonna bring you doom. <laughs> like that's what the buck. Buck. Bring you doom with the buck. Buck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought you dug, dug goose and play. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, is, is that, this the one where he ends with doing back, back, back? But is that, that album, yeah, ends and then with he's that. like, Fred, shut the fuck up. No, it's, it's, a, it's the first song. It's the, the first song. Is it the yeah. first song? Okay, yeah. never mind. And it's, suckers, fucking suckers. And then Fred, it, shut the fuck up. And, but yeah, isn't yeah. it him saying, Fred, shut the fuck up? It sounds like it. Yeah, I, I don't it, actually know, I don't but know. it sure sounds like it. 
Freddy. Yeah. The, old Freddy boy. Yeah, I got, I got, I, I don't, I don't hate Limp Bizkit. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't. I never I saw him live though. And I, I mean, I don't care. You probably would have burned something down if you had. So it's a good thing. <laughs> I've seen, I've watched that documentary. That shit was wild. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, um, you guys talked about that though. Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and, actually what made me, I listened to y'all talk about it and then I went and watched it. Wild. It's a great documentary. And, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. the funniest shit that, the, you know, was that fucking Ed Kowalczyk at live, like saw that. It was like, I'll have what he's having. <laughs> we need more of that. <laughs> I get that. God, like I felt like an interview snippet that he was like, I remember hearing Limp Biscuit for the first time and I felt like I really got it, you know? <laughs> God what, Ed? God what? Really? Listen, listen to listen to that fifth live album. You'll figure oh, out exactly God, what man. Ed got and yeah. did not get. <laughs> um, what he thought he got. So okay. Um, I mean, another. Th- oh, go ahead, Robert. Well, so we brought up corn a little bit. Did, did we kind of hit on got the life already? Or we, well, yeah, I kind of mentioned about you know eventually. I that was right, that was a big part. Yeah, because there were there were way there was like the like. There's stuff before the, that, the, though. The me putting shit on CJ. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. And well, then it, there's a lot of it in between. That was when I was like getting into hardcore and stuff. And so, um, well, sna- what's up? Let's keep going chronologically, then. Okay. Cool. I, I don't want to skip too far ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. But you got you got uh, Deftones on here, My Own Summer. We got we got we got to talk about Slayer. I got to back up and talk about okay, Slayer yeah, okay. for a second. That's fine. Let's go. Let's go. Um, so, um. Isn't it amazing how slow Angel of Death sounds now? <laughs> yes. Isn't that? It was like the fastest thing I've ever heard. And now I'm just like, slow cattle decapitation songs are faster than this. <laughs> I, and, and then this, this blew my mind too. Cause I remember like, I don't know if it was just like in the tab or whatever, but it's, it said like the, like this, the tempo, like they'd always talk about the tempo being 222. Right. I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember. It was that always shit. a big deal. Like, right. Yes. And then like, I was listening to this and I'm like, man. I was like, <laughs> gets out metronome. Is that really two twenty two? And it is absolutely not. Like the 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 sections where the double bass is going is is never at two twenty two. Hmm. It's like firmly in the like two hundred to two hundred five. There's sections of the solo where it's just pure where the, just pu- the pure skate yeah, yeah, yeah. beat sure. where it does get to like two twenty two. Interesting. And and I was like, huh. So it like it totally fucking blew my mind because you know like when it comes to like double bass techniques and shit like that and I'm like man like doing like that run at like 222 with like just pure like fucking ankle motion mm-hmm. I'm like man that's that's real hard but I'm like what you're doing it at 200 <laughs> I, I think off I think the 222 thing is one of those things that you would see in like a guitar world uh, blurb or some shit yes but I don't think yeah. Slayer ever fucking put that forward oh you know? of course slayer did not so i did not because not, they wouldn't oh, say yeah. that about their own yeah, music yeah. but didn't mean to imply that yeah yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah 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 but i guess it's like going back and listening to it and sort of like it oh, was yeah. one of those like urban legend type things like mm. song's so fucking fast right and it i mean it certainly was it yeah, was fast at sure. the time and you know what <laughs> i mean but it but it, it's also just i just thought that was interesting and also to like just sort of like see it like in black and white that like oh yeah the tempo on this motherfucker moves all over the place. Right, right. And and digging back into some of this stuff, I'm like, I feel a lot less bad about how bad my tempo was. <laughs> um, oh, I've always felt that way about Slayer, though. Like, the, what do you mean? Like, yeah, the tempo is like kind of all over the place on some stuff. And it, right. like, sometimes it was like 
to the detriment, you know, like sloppy sounding. Oh yeah. Well, the, the, my first like Slayer <clears throat> real, like Slayer album was decade of aggression. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of the sloppiest records ever made, um, ever, ever committed to fucking print is <laughs> amazing. Don't get me wrong. It's amazing. It's still part of my favorite Slayer album to listen to, but it is very much, it's very much like, Oh yeah, man, just like go for it. You loaned me a Slayer CD on that Colorado trip too. It was the, the cover album. What's it called? Undisputed Attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, that record's so fucking good. Because I really wanted to listen to their cover of uh, what was it? Was it minor, uh, minor Threat. I think the, I don't want to hear it. Did they do that or? That's on there. Yeah. 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 Or in like Richard hung himself and you know. But uh, now, now I'm gonna be your god. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Angel of Death was, was an Iggy was, Pop cover. Yep. Okay. Was uh, it was all it's all punk, it's all punk but music. it's not it's not it's not it's not dog it's god god exactly. Yeah. Um, it was all punk covers, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Angel of Death was was the first Slayer song that anybody ever showed me. I'm, I'm fairly certain it was you, but I know for a fact you showed me South of Heaven because it was on that cassette that you gave me. Right, yeah, and yeah, that makes sense. Um, what was the cassette? It was called Slayerized Asphyxiatedosis, and it was a mixtape. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> but I just remember um, feeling. I'm not gonna. I mean, you know, I just remember hearing South of Heaven, and uh, did you did you feel? I felt I felt bad. I felt like a bad kid. You know? <laughs> like, I did, you know. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna listen to that, but I'm gonna turn it down just a little. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the Lord to hear. Yeah. Well, but, I think I had some of that too, because South of Heaven was the first album of Slayers that I ever heard, because I borrowed it from like my uncle's music collection. Right. And I was like, well, I'll check this one out. I just picked it at random. They had like Undisputed Attitude and and. Uh, uh, probably decade as Seasons well. Of the Seasons as well. Mm-hmm. But I happen to pick South of Heaven, and it starts out with that song, and I was like, "This feels fucking evil." Dude. Yeah, I was like, mm, "South of Heaven." There's only one place south of heaven, and that's hell. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know where they mean. It's so good. It's yeah, man. It's that's yeah, so awesome. a great album. So, um, but yeah, Deftones. I mean, my own summer was like, uh, I just remember hearing. Was it uh, did did. Did y'all cover that? Not y'all. We didn't. No, well, you the, might have. I, did, I covered it. Yeah, it was Josh. <laughs> Hayesfall crew. Well, I think maybe we did, but also I remember just playing the song in Josh Baker's garage yeah, yeah. with whoever and the And that was, was the first time I ever heard that, and so then I went back and listened to the to that CD. Uh, was it Around the Fur? Around the Fur, yeah. And um, it was just, it was fascinating to me because, like, I had never heard uh, vocals like what Chino was doing, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was like, Absolutely. I was like, I like that. I like that a lot because that's not the grunty, tough guy sounding stuff that, mm, I, yes, that I keep sure. hearing. That was you know? like absolutely like out of left field for the time, especially. And and yeah, I just yeah that one that that song just it just blew me away. You know? Isn't it isn't it wacky that 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 them and Corn were sort of like considered like brother bands at the time? And they're so fucking different. Yeah. Even then, they were so fucking yeah. different. It's like, oh, y'all got I baggy mean, pants you, and have good drummers. Yeah. You could like make an <laughs> argument at least for Adrenaline being somewhat similar, mm-hmm. but not really. Yeah. Like more so than yeah. Around the Fur, but mm-hmm. not really. So yeah, 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 agreed. But. uh yeah, the uh, the the hardcore stuff though that is next is just stuff that Brennan showed me because okay that explains a lot. That's when we you know Brennan because Brennan moved back in like eighth grade and we you know got to be friends because we knew each other in, in third grade 
and then, oh, and then okay. he moved and then he came back in junior high and i just remember him getting it was a victory style uh, victory records mm-hmm. victory style comps and uh showing me some stuff and to this day i'm still very p- picky about what hardcore i like too but um snapcase that album was very 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 important it was, was a cool fucking song, dude. dude <laughs> I forgot. We covered that song as when we were like the Christian band. We covered that song. God damn. Zombie Prescription. And Brennan would come to our shows and we needed two guitar players to play it. And we would set up a guitar and an amp and he would get up and we would play that. And then he would get back down and dance to the rest of our songs. <laughs> nice. Such a special guy. That, <laughs> that um, of all the stuff that I hadn't heard, you know, or like that, that it's like, man, God, what a fucking missed opportunity. I think Snapcase might be the, it's of, of like, I would have loved this. Why did I not mm-hmm. hear this? You know what I mean? Cause it's, I remember seeing the ads for that record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never heard this song. I heard Snapcase otherwise, but not this song ever. Mm-hmm. But this song's fucking awesome. And they have a very, very specific sound. It didn't sound like a lot of the rest of it, the, like the, the East Coast uh, <laughs> hardcore that was coming out mm-hmm. at the time. I didn't look. What year was this? Um, 98? Because this sounds way ahead of its time, also. Well, and what's interesting, there's, like, so many, there's so much, so much good stuff in this song. They've got, there's, like, polymeter vibes going on with the, like, gaga, 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 you know? All that sort of stuff, man. It's just so, and it's, like, it's really, really well executed, which can't, like, it's played really, really well. Um, that's something that <clears throat> sort of fits with a lot of this hardcore stuff is it all feels very organic mm-hmm. and 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 sort of like sometime to oh, God damn it. You get the sense that, oh, well, this is how all of these bands actually sound. And so I bet that all these bands were amazing live. I only got <laughs> to see Snapcase once and it was at a it was at a warp tour, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were amazing. They were they were absolutely amazing. Uh, I think it was ninety nine, two thousand, right. something like that. Because you just that that's like a thing that that just anyway with like all of the hardcore stuff, there just feels there's something like like it's just it's in the room, mm-hmm. you know, with the vibe of it and everything. The song and, was ninety seven, by the way. Okay, I always liked Strife because they were a little bit, and, and even in their later stuff, they were a little bit more metallic. You can yeah. kind of feel it. They even and they there's even they have a song that Chino Marino did like a little bit part on on mm. that same album. <clears throat> and yeah. I think that's actually what made me check that album out to begin with. That's but, funny because um, I like Chino was getting around at the time. Yeah, I wrote on the Strife song. I was like, nice super skank, a la early proto thrash metal, almost like Accept or Merciful Fate. So yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> you know that, that like you know, yep, that kind of that kind of shit. When, you know, like whenever like people heard the accept song, like fast as a shark in like fucking 1982 or something. And it's like, you know, some, some, it might not even be that fast, but they, they were like, Oh my God, that's the fastest double bass <laughs> that can even be conceived of. Why would anyone right. ever, you know what I mean? Like, this is what like Gene Hoagland is, is saying when he right. hears yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's like, how does this happen? If, if, if you only know what you're gonna do, G, you can. You only know. I do love that man. He's a special fucking. I, I met him once because I like at a strapping lad show, like mm-hmm. at Fitzgerald's, and I was, I was an idiot because I was in awe of him, 
and they had played and like they were like god it was this really weird eclectic tour and they were not even close to headlining like i think samael played last and like cathedral and i I wasn't into that shit yet but anyway it was just a really weird bill and they they didn't play in front of a lot of people I was like the one weirdo up front that knew like every lyric like right in front of fucking Devin and everything. And then like, you know, hanging out there upstairs at Fitz and then like Gene walks out and he's a giant yeah. man. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And then I like go up it's like, Gene, you're you. And he like shakes my hand. He's like, every damn day. <laughs> Perfect. And he's like, hey, man, I saw you rocking out up front, man. Really appreciate it. That's cool as hell. You know, man. like he, he just like, like, you know, man, he just like, he recognized what was happening. Yeah. It was like, all good, man. Good shit. That's like, cool. You know, anyway, <laughs> Gene, awesome. Gene's a great guy. Um, you know, he streams on Twitch a lot. I did know that. That's great. Yeah, he's like, yeah, just 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 call out any any metal song that's ever that was ever been written, and I'll play it. I'll play it right now. Unfortunately, his 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 archives get like super heavily edited because they have to mute that shit because yeah, sure, uh, uh, copyright mm. bullshit happens. Mm-hmm. Didn't he play on a Fear Factory album? He did. It's called Mechanized. Yeah, and Mechanized it is one of their so best good. fucking so records. Good. So good. I, I love still haven't gone back and listened to that. I gotta go. Back <sighs> to me, the three best Fear Factory albums are Demanufacture, Mechanize, and actually their most recent one. Those are the best three. I could not listen to the new one. You must have tiny testicles. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. His, no, I'm just, his, I'm vo- just... his voice is just done, dude. I, dude, I think it's his best performance. I think <laughs> the, the most recent album is his best performance. I do love Mechanize, though. It's so, a really good I don't one. I I don't know how you can I mean it's 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 understood that like Burton live is had was always hit or miss mm. but mm. I don't know I feel like all of his recorded output maybe is I need very to go, maybe 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 I need to go give it another shot shot maybe I, I mean, maybe I'm thinking of something incorrect you know Yeah I mean I think it's a really really great record I it's anyway yeah yeah not, it's not not to fear factor <clears throat> yes but yeah 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 but yeah, the the, the me- what is interesting about Mechanize, the one that Gene Hoagland plays on, is it's the only Fear Factory record that has skank beats in it, um, like the thrash beat. Yeah, you know, and, it, and it's just it's just like you just get this feeling that Gene's like, no, this is what you're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> and so I really like listening to that record because it's it because the Fear Factory style is such a refined style, and so to hear Gene in that style, right. Is a you get a distillation of Gene's, like his unique stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All the unique Hoaglandisms. Yeah. You you know because to operate inside there's the the Fear Factory box is so rigidly defined. Oh, for sure. You know yeah. what I mean? And so like <clears throat> you get like the purest example. Yeah. Um So yeah, this Earth Crisis song is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, they oddly enough uh, went new metal. Like on purpose, like after okay. a while. Oh man, it was bad. Was it, was it? Huh, real okay. bad? Like they got like rappy mm. and stuff. It's kind of not surprising somehow. But no, Earth Crisis. Uh, I mean, Everything but I've you guys already them. knew that song because the Oscar was on that Oscar. Exactly. I know so, yeah. every note of that song. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, that was my first. Uh, my first. The first time I'd ever heard of anyone being vegan. Sure, was, that might have been for me as well. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Weirdly what enough, what are those X's on their hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know we talked about a lot of that other stuff, though. But the right there, um, 
that second chances stretch Armstrong song. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. That is the first hardcore show I ever went to. It was me yeah, yeah. and Jason and Jeremy Cowan, and uh, we got in a lot of trouble for taking Jeremy <laughs> because I think I think we were we were seniors, and so he would have had to have been like a sophomore. <laughs> and oh, like, oh man, man, his oh his mom was so mad at us. But uh, no, I still remember it was it was them. Uh, a band called Diecast. A band called Oh One fucking King, Diecast. Uh, yeah. One King Down, and uh, a local band that we ended up seeing a million other times called I Against. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking would... incredible band. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, man, we saw these people like hardcore dancing because like we didn't. I still didn't really know what hardcore was, even mm-hmm. though I had I sure. had I had liked you know Strife and all that kind of stuff. I didn't really know what hardcore was, and I I just remember Jason still calling it. Um, that heavy punk rock stuff. We 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 didn't know what it was. Sure, sure. And we found out that that they were coming, and all we knew is that they were something that we had liked, and that they were a Christian band, and so that's all that mattered. Mm-hmm. At that, and so we could go to that one, and it would be okay. Mm. And so we went and saw them at this little tiny, nothing place. I think it might have even been like in like Pasadena, mm. or, or, or something. It was just the three of us, and that night was. Like it, it changed a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Cause after that we were like, we need to go to the next one. And that, and that's, that was, that was what kind of started, uh, us being like later on that, that show, uh, later on was what kind of started us going to like, we don't care who's playing. We're going to go. Mm-hmm. Cause we, mm-hmm. it didn't matter anymore. We just wanted the experience. Right. You know, and so it's, I've never heard of them. Cool. How much is it? Five bucks. Let's go. You know, all locals, even better. <clears throat> let's do it. Let's go hang out, you know. Right. Cool. Right. And that that right there is one of the biggest differences in how the hardcore scene operated versus how like the metal scene mm-hmm. yeah. would operate. Because um, you could be at a metal show at Cardi's playing in front of like three people, and two of those people would be just trying to decide if you belong there or not. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we were many times. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, oh, we were. I thought you were saying we were those two people. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe but, after we played our set. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of the stuff that comes after that Stretch Armstrong on there is a, a lot of stuff that I found off of the same compilations. That I that I discovered like Stretch Armstrong, so I mean, we don't necessarily have to talk about a lot of it, but it was just like, uh, oh, I like hell, like I mean, fo- that Focal Point song, I don't even know any of their other songs, mm, but that, sure, but that song is very very specific. Like Laura and I still love that song. Like we love that opening riff. It is super simple. It's just yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then, uh, like uh, that living sacrifice song, reject. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about that one. That one. I mean, that I, one was a big one for me too. I have plenty of shit to say about the other ones. So, so but okay. But well, anyway, so, no, say whatever you got. So the focal point one. So what I what I wrote here is I was like double bass, sloppy. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's really but bad. But A for effort. <laughs> no, it's bad. But it's it, it, but it's it's also like kind of kind of interesting too because it um. It, it comes in at like around to the two twenty six mark, and it's like, and then it kind of like just stops yeah. before the section's over. But it's it's mostly yeah. in time, like it sounds like it's an intentional decision. But then when you think about, it, you're like, no, you could you you, yeah. you could only do it six measures uh-huh. instead of eight <laughs> measures. Um, but 
uh, but yeah, like, but there's, there's, I feel like there's kind of like a lot of stuff like that on a lot of, on a lot of these kind of tracks. No, we do have to talk about Overcome. Which one is that? Uh, the next song from After Focal Point. Well, let's back up. Let's back yeah, up. Yeah. Back up. So, yeah. So, because you, uh, cause so, the, so the stretch, so the, so back to the stretch arm yeah, yeah. song. So, something I noticed on that one is you have a lot. There's, for me, something that hit me was like the proto kill switch vibes, sort of like yeah, around the 136 mark. You start to you get, you get like those kind of like shout vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And whatnot, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that sort of seemed to be a thing that was kind of prevalent on a lot of this. Mm hmm sort of hardcore kind of thing, which I guess is sort of just another thing that's really interesting about, about Killswitch Engage as a band that they're coming out of this hardcore Christian-ish scene or whatever, but then they like mix that with, you know, Swedish, you know, death metal guitar, or sweet, yeah, like the, the melodic death metal thing. Mm-hmm, and right. you get like, then that somehow becomes the like that becomes the metalcore sound. I, lo- I love their albums with Howard. I well we we I'll, I we did. made a lot of fun of the end of heartache. Uh, it's, oh no, it is but, it is a cheesy, but not because it's bad. It's a cheesy album, but Howard is an amazing vocalist. Of course he I is. I love that man's singing of voice. Of course, he yeah, is. absolutely. But anyway, uh, but I just both counts. That was like an interesting through line. Okay, so we got to talk about Zayo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. 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 So the immediate thing that, that 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 stuck out to me was the vocals here, and I was like, "There's something really interesting about these higher pitched vocals because they sound like almost like God dethroned or or a certain um, carcass." Albums. I had never <clears throat> heard anything like it before, and it was um, much in. It's still really unique in this context. Yeah, so I got into Zeo the same way that I ended up getting into Coheed and Cambria which is I heard it and thought it was so ridiculous that I needed to show people. <laughs> oh, okay. And I did it so many times that I ended up liking it. What an interesting uh, that's awesome. dilemma. That's awesome. <laughs> that is that is legitimately how Jason and I learned to, and I mean, you, I mean, Coheed and Cambria is my favorite band of all time. And uh, huh. I, I know, it's I weird. Can, I can see that happening though with it's Coheed and Cambria. I, I, I'm, I'm stuck on the premise. Of of like the first time we this ever this is ridiculous yeah well so when we actually this is awesome <laughs> yeah well it, it, because it grew on us because we kept showing people be like have you heard this this is you know this is, you gotta hear it. this is so goofy right and we listen to it and like every time we hear it it's like it's like yeah and you gotta hear this next part it's because I I remembered it you know right and so and then then after a while I'm like maybe I need to give this an actual like a, an actual listen. And then I listen to him like, this is good. <laughs> there, there is like something about, um, initially impenetrable art in mm-hmm. a way, or, you know, because like my, some of my favorite albums, I mean, shit, like this right here, like this, the, the second emperor full length or the full blown, whatever anthems, um, uh, anthems to the Welkin at dusk. So that album is, one of the most important albums of all time for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember having to sit with the lyric sheet and concentrate so hard just to be able to follow along because of how crazy the mix is yeah. and how much of a wall of sound it is and the way the vocals sit in the mix. They're not, they're not way up front, you know what I mean, or whatever, but <clears throat> something made me keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And then by about like the third time, I was like, this is the most amazing music that's ever been made. Right. I um, mean, <clears throat> similarly, that that's how it was for me with Meshuggah when I discovered 
Yeah. And stuff because I discovered them through, like I've said, Guitar World articles where Frederick Thorndahl and Martin Hagstrom would tab out some of their, their riffs in Guitar World. So I, I learned like the Gods of Rapture riff, but I learned it at like half of the speed that they play it at. And so I just learned the, the, the notes, which was, it came to be the thing that I did sound checks for at all of our shows. Yeah. Um, but like up to speed actually. But like when I first learned it, I learned it very slowly. And I was like, this is a weird sounding riff. And then I eventually bought Contradictions Collapse and None, the EP, mm-hmm. and heard the actual song. And it was way the fuck faster and so, way oh, more you, intense. You learned it before I you'd ever heard it. I learned it before I had ever heard it. Wow. Yeah. So when I actually heard it, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> holy wow. shit. <clears throat> yeah. And so, so, so you're already invested at and that so, point. So that was the kind of thing where I was like, this is ridiculous. I have to keep playing this <laughs> and then take it to my band. And <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Know? I, I do. Rem- that is like a, it's such a fascinating thing how, you know, genres of music evolve because no one knew that Mashuga was going to like spawn a whole genre mm-hmm. yeah. and that Mashuga would be so, it's, you know, this like, archetype of relevance you know what yeah, i mean right here 20 years later 25 right. years later or whatever um well hell dude i mean do you do you remember what was a couple years ago i texted you and i said hey. i do i said hey i've never gotten i've never been able to get into my sugar help me <laughs> and he said listen to bleed i did not say that <laughs> you said no it was no it was listen to that album i said listen to chaosphere I thought you told me to listen to that album. I, I I said to listen to, I was like, listen to because I did new whatever, millennium Sinai. I did Christ. whatever it was. I did. I did listen to whatever it was you told yeah. me. To listen no, to. I said, listen to new <clears throat> millennium Sinai Christ. I was like, I might've said maybe listen to bleed, but I was like, listen to new millennium Sinai Christ and listen to the album chaos fear. Okay. Fair and, enough. And, well, and, either way I did, I did it. Yeah. And, and I remember, cause I remember I tell you, I was like, okay, Hey, I get it. It, yeah. 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 I, and then we, it was really cool because we hadn't talked in years. So maybe, it, maybe it was just that <laughs> later on I just, I, I listened to Bleed and it just, and I found and it. And then I, it clicked. I think I found it. I think I found Bleed organically, not knowing that it was the, the thing, you know? And, and I was like, and then I listened to it. I was like, wait a minute, is this that thing that Bill Burr had that bit about? <laughs> it, it yes, it was is. actually. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah that, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 yeah right, because right. Bleed is, I mean, like, anyone can fucking listen to bleed and be like, Oh, okay, cool. I get it. That's cool. Or whatever. But that's the, that's the one Mashuga track that you can point to and go, Holy fuck. Look at this. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if it, if you're like, there's something that, God damn it. (laughs) I, if you listen to the whole thing and you listen to like the transitions in there and all that sort of stuff, then you're like, Oh God, these, this is brilliant. But if you're just listening to that main riff, I could, I could see how someone could kind of get the, and that's all they've ever heard is like, Oh, this is novel and kind of like a trick. Well, yeah. You because know? anytime that I ever tried to listen to my sugar before that, I was just like, it just sounds like rhythm practice because I didn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I heard it, but I didn't listen. To and it. the thing yeah. about like, <laughs> whereas like, with that song, like the speed and the consistency is a spectacle. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and, but to me to really understand the best way to understand Mashuga's Mashuganess to me is is the song New Millennium Sinai Christ. 
because you, you know, you have like, it's very, it's like the essential element of Meshuggah, or I don't, I don't want to say the essential, but one of the most prominent elements of Meshuggah of like four, four up here, some other shit down there uh-huh. is, is perfectly on display in new, in new millennium. And they, and it also has, it goes from like the most complex aspect of it in the a section where it's like 26 cycles of 26 or something mm. to then smaller, more digestible cycles in the verse. Yeah. And then the outro is, is di- kind of digestible. So you're, you're like, it's enough for you to like, kind of get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, okay. That's, that's why I always, I, I, have you seen the video for it for that song? Yes. I don't think so. Okay. It's, it's just them in their RV on tour. <laughs> like while they're going down the road, lip syncing to their own song uh, and head banging to yeah. it. Like, like, I, I love it. It's yeah, the best, like, like it's Thomas the best is like, video I've ever seen. Oh, oh, wait. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I have. Yens I absolutely is like have singing seen that. into yes. a pin. Yes, yeah. I have absolutely seen that video. It's yes. the best video I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, Meshuggah is another one of those sort of like, um, or is often a band that you got, you got to do a little work, you know, yeah. to, to get into and whatnot. Um, but so that's how, that's fascinating that that's how Zayo. <laughs> function yeah. for you right, yeah, you're right. Like, you're like that's insane hey check this out yeah and then i, I remember yeah. you showing me a, w- you definitely showed me some and i definitely hated it in so, high school i, I think yeah. i probably did too it was like 11th or 12th grade or something like that it was probably but, 12th grade because that's when i we were actually buying albums oh it would have been 11th because you were still in school so or when you were in 12th grade yeah that's what i meant yeah yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. uh but I, I don't know i got into a car with you at some point I don't know whose fucking car it was, but you were like, check out the Zayo CD and you put it in, just blasted it for me. And I was like, <laughs> I don't fucking understand this. It really. was <laughs> almost, it was almost certainly Liberate because I'm pretty sure that's the only Zayo CD that I ever actually owned at the time. It was a physical CD. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. What's um, funny about that time period is because like, I remember like, I have this vague memory of, cause there was always like, oh Yeah. That shit that CJ and them are into. <laughs> that was kind of like, and, and that's fair to a point. To, I mean, it really is. To be and, honest, I was like, it's kind of like, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? One of those, oh. those fucking guys, that, that, that shit that they're into. And, and like, but then I remember years later, I remember like buying, uh, I mean, this, it's, it's in the next playlist, but it's, it's, in, it's, it's, Whatever. I was listening to it today. Made me think about it. But I remember going to Best Buy and I bought like Calculating Infinity Mm. and and I listened to it like and I was thinking about y'all because I was like, I know that they're into this and I bought it and I was like, man, those guys are on to (laughs) something because I that that like I became obsessed with that record and I couldn't stop listening to it. What's funny is you mentioned earlier about listening to something. And then being like, I'm not ready for this and turning it off. Chaos mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um Calculating Infinity was oh, that way God. for me. Yeah. Brennan, Brennan heard about it and he showed it to us. And I was like, I don't understand what this is. Please turn it off. That's yeah, what like, like literally I said I that. I was like, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. That's an appropriate reaction to that record. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, then, and now it makes perfect sense to me. Oh, yeah. It's not it's nothing. But um <laughs> yeah, I'm like, 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 now, now it's like part of like my dad driving music, you know? Damn it, sir! Eight shot, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm mentioning that to like 
I did eventually come around, yeah. even though I didn't, even though you were off in the Air Force and I couldn't tell you about it. Oh. I did eventually come around. But at the time in high school, it was always, God damn it, man. It was so needlessly competitive. And I'm very it really irritated was. about it. Because oh my God. I, I think that part of the reason that it was that way was definitely bullshit that we had, yeah. but also some bullshit that other unnamed people had. Mm-hmm. Um, that that like proliferated that attitude of it being like hyper competitive and shit like that. There were many times where it came up where it was like, what are we gonna do? Listen to fucking Zayo or some shit like that. Like it, it became like a weird punchline. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But a lot of the stuff that you guys were into, we made fun of it too. Sure, right? You know? Yeah, exactly. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You know, are you gonna go wear masks? Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a trash can. Yeah, no, we, yeah. we we made fun of Slipknot hardcore before I ever gave them a fair shake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I didn't experience Slipknot live, if that if like my first experience of them wasn't like it like like cr- like Chris Fenn spitting on me, then I I might have I might have felt that way too. I very clearly remember you telling me about seeing Slipknot live for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um. We were in the, I don't remember where we were. We were at the high school though. But uh, you told me um, that they said something about uh, they wanted everybody to crouch down and jump up like they had, like you had Satan up your ass. Oh yeah, that was that was the s- third, second time. That was at the that was either at the eyeball show or the tattoo of the year show. And uh, yeah, I remember feeling like. There was a little bit of you telling me that because you were excited, but also a little bit of you telling me that to hopefully maybe offend me. That sounds right. That I sounds could, no, right. I mean, I read, I read it. It was very clear, you know, because I, I remember just being like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it wasn't I, a disingenuine whoa, but I was just like, I didn't know, really know how to take it, you know? Yeah, I was a real dick about, about like... If you were if you were waving that like Christian flag, there's a good chance at that time I was gonna you were gonna catch some fucking shit from me. It's okay. Um, I I don't I don't remember giving a lot of it to you, but no, there's some I, no. people I do remember Anything, being really mean about stuff too. That, that is that is the only memory like that I have, and so it. As far as I'm concerned, you either never did it or I could always tell it was lighthearted and never took offense to it. So, yeah, 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 yeah. But like there, there were other people that I would like grab their head and scream Marilyn Manson lyrics at them. <laughs> like preacher's sons, I would do this to. Oh, God. Um, it's very, very not cool. Oh, Richard. boy. Uh, very not what, cool. what lyrics? Anti-gay and anti-dope. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, well, you probably don't know the next line, but you do. Yeah, I don't want to say it. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to see it, say it either, so yeah. I'm not going to. Okay. Um, yeah, Marilyn Manson was uh, definitely. I bet that was way off limits. <laughs> that, was, that was definitely <laughs> off limits. I mean, going back, I mean, I, I, I enjoy it, you know. Um, Antichrist Superstar is. It's a great awesome. album. To me, it's still one of the best records. Yeah, it's a great album, I, and there's some really good songs on there. Yeah, know? man. But I didn't. Out I didn't of the go back. Bottomless pit comes a little horn. Ah, but I never. <laughs> I never listened to it. I, I, I remember. I remember really wanting to, like genuinely wanting to, and just, just couldn't do it. 
it's I just couldn't do it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That that man, that's a special album for me. And, um, and so, for what it's worth, uh, coming back to this playlist, like I'm listening to the Zayo stuff, and I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's great, especially the last cool two song. tracks, especially the yeah, very yeah, yeah, last yeah, yeah. Track. The last track is like those two songs. Some interesting shit. Well, that entire album. Um, is very very important because this was, was the album. Yes, I remember this fucking cover yeah. actually. That album came out and I just we we read about it somewhere, and all we knew was that it was uh, a concept album about uh, like Dante's Inferno. Oh, mm-hmm. rad! And then we got it, and I I was like, this has samples in it. I was like, what are those samples? And then it clicked in my brain that they were samples from Event Horizon. Oh. which is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Whoa. And, uh, and then we just, we just really got into that album because there was nothing that we had ever heard mm-hmm. like it, you know? Yeah. And like, I just, I fell in love with Dan's vocals. Um, and they became, they became like our bucket list band to go see because they never fucking came here at the time. And then there were always rumors that, Oh, Zayo broke up. Oh, Oh no, here's a new album by them. Okay. <laughs> you know, and and uh, I remember we, we drove up to Austin to see them uh, for the first time. It was just going to be like a there and back thing because it was like a middle of the day show. And it was them and uh, uh, Norma Jean, but when they were still called Ludicrous before they changed their name. <laughs> and uh, a band Ooh. called, fuck, what was it? Like Not Waving But Drowning, I think. Oh God. I've heard that name. I know. And, I, um, I, I knew that was a band. But it was also um, at a time that Dan, their vocalist, had had left the band, and so we didn't know anything about this new guy. All we knew his name was Corey. And uh, we're standing there, and it was at uh, this really tiny venue in in Austin. I can't cannot remember the name. I do remember Laura thinking their drummer Jesse was uh, super hot mm. from the from the album art. And then <laughs> when she met him, <laughs> oh no! Like apparently, like when they took the picture, he was like at the skinniest in his life, and he's normally like not in a. It's it's awful. Either way, he did not. He did not. He did not. He did not look the way that she was expecting him to look, sure. and uh, she did not want to talk to him. And <laughs> so, <laughs> like, are you? I didn't. Are, He's an asshole anyway. Are, are you? Are uh, you? Are you the new drummer? <laughs> so, so they get up and they're doing their sound check and everything. Where's and Jesse? And there's this dick standing next to us that's uh, keeps shouting songs for them to play, and they're doing sound check, and he's shouting songs <laughs> that we know they're not going to play because it's like. Their first two albums were they were a completely different band. Like mm-hmm. they were a hardcore band with a different vocalist, with different guitar player. They did not sound anything like this whatsoever. I think Jesse was the drummer and that was it. And he was like, play stuff from there. And there. And we're like me and Jason and, and Laura were like, Who is this fucking asshole? And then they finish sound check, and then the fucking asshole gets up on stage and grabs the mic and goes, What's <laughs> up, we're Zayo? And he was the new vocalist. <laughs> Oh, it was great. Oh, oh, nice. And so, yeah, we saw them and uh, we drove home and we got, we got in trouble for, I think, yeah, pretty sure we got in trouble for taking Jeremy to that one too. Oh, man. Because. Way to keep it consistent. Well, I know, I know there was one thing that we took him to because we said, we told their mom, hey, we're going to take Jeremy to a show. You know what that means? 
They thought you taking Oklahoma. No, they thought we were going to the movies. Like, like the show. Like this isn't the fifties. Nobody calls it. We're going to the picture. The show. picture show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll see the newsreel. <laughs> yeah, we used to get in trouble for taking Jeremy places a lot, so that That's was fun. Funny because well, I mean, well, I mean, he's not like that much younger. Like, he was only two years younger than us, you know. But uh, you know, but he was, was special. He's like, so he's, yeah, he's always, he's one year younger than us, mm-hmm. I think. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, that, that Zayo album, that, that became our driving around music in, yeah. in high school. Like that it, one was a big one. It's real. I mean, like, I think that there's, um, the vocals are amazing and, and you hear that sort of, you know, mellow death influence, mm-hmm. I feel. Um, but the, uh, it really stands out amongst a lot of other stuff as being a lot more organic in the songwriting and a lot more dynamic and a lot more dram- uh, dramatic in a sense. And so like, like the last, the desire, the end, like there's a real arc to that song. Oh yeah. There's a story to that oh, song. Yeah. And, and that was sort of the word d- dramatic kind of, is the word that sort of came to me when I was trying to sort of pin down why I didn't like a lot of this and why I wouldn't have liked it at the time mm-hmm. because, um, you know, and at first I was like, Oh, well, you know, it's, it's not really dynamic. And I don't th- really think that dynamic is the best word. A lot of it isn't very dramatic. Like it's kind of like, here's this note, mm-hmm. you know, like here, here's this emotion. Here's this note. Uh, mm-hmm. and the vocals feel like I was kind of saying earlier, like the vocals feel like, okay, well this dude had some shit scrabbled out on some paper yeah, and he made it fit. And this band was writing some fucking music and this guy wasn't allowed to ask them to do a part longer or shorter. Mm-hmm. He just had to take this shit and make it fit to that. And when you're saying a lot of this stuff, when you're saying a lot of this, you mean like some of these other songs on here? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, like, yeah. like that. As opposed to like other Zayo stuff. Yeah, I'm not talking about other Zayo stuff. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. like Embodiment and Society's Finest, yeah, sure, and sure, sure. Strong Arm, and yeah. Living Sacrifice, not Living Sacrifice, but like Overcome, Focal Point. Mm-hmm. You know, all the all the like real Corey kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and. And I think that that is like an aspect of it. So that's sort of the great tragedy of it or the great irony of it is that I would have really, I think I would have really, really liked Zayo. (laughs) Even at the time, if I just wouldn't have been such a sort of elitist prude, elitist prude about it. But it was also though, like I remember this is, it's probably just how everyone talked about what they were into when they were in high school. But I remember like, I had like this kind of like, I had like a shield up whenever you were going to recommend anything to me at the time, because no matter what you were, no matter what you were going to say at the time, it was going to be the best thing that ever existed. And I was like, excited. I'm still that way. (laughs) And I was like, okay, it's going to be the best thing that ever existed until he burns all his CDs again. It's a ska band. How can I trust this fucking dude? Starts a ska band. <laughs> Joke's on you. Fool me once. I was in a ska band. Uh, I know. <laughs> I played for like a one. We did it like one time. Like I, one day at I, Brennan's house. I, but like, because I, I remember. I remember. We tried I, a little bit of everything. But I, I, but I remember that as being like a thing. Sure. That, that happened. Yeah. And so for forever more, it was like, CJ was in a ska band. <laughs> like, we played in a living room. Yeah, right? <laughs> and it. 
but but like this like i re- i remember it, it being like the talk oh, of the God. of the talk of the school like Fucking one day <laughs> that, i don't even remember this not not so much that that you because I didn't, oh. I didn't even know that the ska band. I didn't remember that the ska oh, band okay, actually okay, existed. Okay, okay. But I do remember that, like, CJ burned all his CDs. Are you <laughs> shitting me? And 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 he's gonna he's he stopped playing guitar and he's gonna start a ska band. Fucking what? Like something to this effect. Um, oh my god! He stopped playing guitar and he's gonna start a ska band. What's he gonna do in a ska I band? I had no. He's gonna play saxophone. <laughs> I already played the saxophone. Tenor sax, specifically. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He's going to play two at the same time. That's <laughs> incredible. Like, I never knew. I never knew that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was gossip. Like, like that you, that you had. That's weird, man. That's fucking weird. And, and you know what I mean? And so, I don't know. I've just connected loose pins on the fucking board here. But, oh, like, maybe that's... that's why I was like, why I was like, okay. That's totally well, fair, dude. Oh, Mastodon's going to be the next big thing? Well, Whatever, Scott that, boy. That, that was much later. That was much later, but yeah. Also, yes. We'll get into that next time, I think. Oh, shit, dude. <laughs> oh. Just, everything in my life just changed. <laughs> oh. oh, God. So, uh, but, 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 like, but that... You know, dramatic feels like an uh, an a word to sort of, you know, because once it starts to get down to, um, you know, at, at some point, I don't know which which band it was. I was like, oh, this is starting to. Oh, at overcome, I was like, a lot of it. There was there is a there is a samey section. That's exactly. What but I, was I did it on purpose. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and and yeah. here, let me see. Let me see what I have here. Hold on. Like. uh yeah, one of the reasons I didn't like this music a lot is probably the vocals. They're often undynamic, rhythmically uninteresting, unintelligible, and all of a similar tone. Was this overcome? This was sort of for all of it. Oh, yeah. no, that's <laughs> that, that's totally yeah. I don't I don't jam this stuff on the reg. So <laughs> and, uh, you know, lyrics are really important to me. I often don't like music where the vocals seem like an afterthought in the songwriting. Like there wasn't, you know what I mean? Um, and and like, and I also prefer for like a singer to be unique sounding and like so that it's like okay well it mm-hmm. all kind of sounds interchangeable but when it's like okay if you're gonna if you're gonna sound like someone else then then like there needs to be something else unique yeah, yeah. and like all the phrasing like the rhythmic mm-hmm. phrasing of it is is really or is really similar and a lot of it has like that like the sort of the variation in sort of short and long is like, you're just trying to fill up space with the words yeah. that you have on yeah. the page. I can mm-hmm. tell that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and whereas I really fucking like, st- I like, that was a thing that I really liked about a lot of the stuff that would be classified as new metal was that the vocals were so important mm-hmm. and were so like, no, I have an extra thing to say here. This section needs to be longer. Mm-hmm. Um, or stop right here because that matches the vocals or I have a, you know what I mean? And, and that was something that resonated with me, um, and whatnot. So I think that was, that was a big aspect. Yeah. And I mean, I can totally see that, especially, especially with that Zayo album in particular, because, because it's a concept album. I don't necessarily well, think that this applies to the Zayo album. Exactly. Cause that's, well, no, I'm saying about the, about what you liked about it. Um, oh, okay. oh yeah, 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 sure. because, uh, whereas some of this stuff, yeah, you're right. It does sound like they were like, you know, the band got together, they wrote a song, and they're like, okay, hey, vocalist, 
what do you got? Whereas the Liberate album, it sounds like they all sat down and conceptualized it and wrote it together as a piece of music that they all had input on. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. And, and, and again, like I'm not trying to sort of, I'm not trying to judge. I'm trying to ju- judge judge any of these songs as being like on some sort of criteria or whatever. I'm, I'm trying to sort of tease out like, why didn't I like this? Then? Oh yeah. And that's totally you fine. You're, I mean, um, not worried about it. <laughs> and, and so, uh, cause that's what I find so interesting and fascinating. Well, and the other, another thing that I, that I mentioned earlier is, I mean, I put some of these songs on here as sort of like a, uh, like a roadmap mm-hmm. where those, some of these bands, those are the only songs by that band that I know, but I know the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Know? Because I remember buying the Focal Point album and being like, this is not good. That's how I felt about the Earth Crisis album. <laughs> I did too. The B- Broken Foundation, yeah, I think is I, what it's called. I, I liked yeah. that song. I like I like some of their other albums, but not okay. that album. Um, it, I, But man, that song is so good. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah. It's yeah. so good. Um, oh my God. Anyway. But yeah, I mean, but the, yeah, that was, that was the thing. Like when, when, Zeo was a big turning point for me because uh, it was getting into some heavier type uh, things that I wasn't, and, and I was genuinely enjoying it. And, and it was getting, it was sort of getting away from the very typical, you know, hardcore kind of kind of jam. There does seem to be a different emotional depth to the Zeo stuff as well. Yeah, e- even the yeah. first Zeo track, mm-hmm. like there, there's a different kind of. Um, <laughs> did you ever, um, did you ever see the band Feng Shui? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, the, I was real good friends with one of the guys in that band anyway. Um, but like, I remember seeing him play and, and, and I remember this being like sort of a, a real departure point. It, it, um, Isaiah, did you ever meet Isaiah? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, him and I'm I met Zach Rothwell through him. Okay. Zach Rothwell was the officiant at my wedding, and he's the guy who makes all my drums. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, kind of a weird like, thing, like that yeah. really, like that really nice wooden kit over, <laughs> as opposed to the not wooden kit <laughs> with the natural finish over there. He, uh-huh. made, he made that. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> sorry, people at home, you can't fucking see it. Uh, it's very, not allowed. It's very brown. Well, if we're gonna just do this. Oh, look at that! There it is. There it is. There it is. I hope I I I hope the cropping works, because I ain't gonna change it just for this. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, I was like, you know, he was like, I don't scream. <laughs> you know, I don't scream because I'm angry. I scream because I'm happy. Or so, he said some shit like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is why I hate all hardcore music. <laughs> like, this is why I hate all you fucking people. All this <laughs> metalcore fucking bullshit. And it's like, I was like, I I scream into this microphone because I think I'll die if I don't. Okay? I don't know what the fuck is wrong with What the fuck do you mean you scream because you're you're like, I don't know. It's just fun to scream. I'm like, this, you need to die. Like, <laughs> you know. I mean... This guy was one of my best friends. Sure, okay? sure, sure. We, 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 we did a lot of music together later, but I remember how I felt when he like, you know, 
describe. I was like, no, your screams must come from a place of deep trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. And, uh, but, but, but yeah, like they're, um, I guess maybe I just had the thought cause I was talking about like, Oh, Zeo had more emotional depth. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to imply that you can't, cause you can't know that from listening to stuff like that. I just thought it was a funny thing that I'd heard. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> all right. So living sacrifice, we haven't talked about this song yet. So living yeah. sacrifice is like the Christian death metal band or the Christian, not death metal, but metal band that, everyone fucking knows yeah and i always hated them because the way they were always pitched is like no man dude living sacrifices is heavier than pantera living sacrifice is the heaviest band ever and and they're christian and they would play me like this fucking sloppy shit like they can't even like you know, it's like, good dude, you guys can't even like get together. Like, you know, like I could, I could hear that y'all aren't playing together right now. And this is the best y'all could do. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I know. I mean, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're a good band. It's interesting. Like, but, but, um, I was, because uh, I think that's also just probably a reason for my aversion to a lot of this stuff is the way that it was pitched to me mm-hmm. at the time that I would have heard it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, Everyone who listens to Christian music has a fucking chip on their shoulder, which is they feel like they got to like prove that it's just as good as secular music. Yep. It's just as whatever. No, man, it's just as heavy. It's just as fast. These listen, these vocals are crazier, you know, and look how fast this Christian guy raps. I mean, whatever out of, out of everything on here. I mean, at the time, Zayo was still, I guess, considered a Christian band. Um, and probably what mortification, those are probably the only two that really kind of would live up to that. In my opinion. I mean, Uh, maybe not the hardcore, but I mean the hard, the hardcore bands on here, I mean, they just sound like hardcore bands, but, um, I think, I mean, I think the, I think that if someone were to pitch mortification to you that way, I think that would be, it would be, it would be pretty. If they, well, it, not if I, not if I was already listening to suffocation, malevolent creation and morbid angel, I'd be like, oh yeah, no, this is okay. A, okay. This is fair. as okay. good as that. Okay. I don't mean better, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Like as good as yeah. in, the, in the, as good as definitely. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And that well, and like, cause all stuff is great and it's definitely as good. This right. is yeah, yeah. definitely as good as any set. You can't really, I don't think you can make a secular counter. Like a, there's no like secular analog to Zayo. Zayo is unique. Very. I feel. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, and I mean, and I don't remember you giving me that bullshit about living sacrifice specifically, but I do have memories of other Clearly people somebody later did. on. <laughs> I have very specific I, memories. I, yeah. Cause I mean, I never even owned a living sacrifice album, yeah. so I, I'd never owned that one. I, I think, I, I think I might've owned the one that came after that. But there's a, there's but, a, yeah. also an interesting sort of like groove metal influence like maybe like prong or maybe helmet. I don't know enough about those, but there's like another like that, that, that like, you know, like there's a, a thing I know, I know what you mean. I know it's what you mean. It's a very yeah. prong or helmet thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's not groove metal in the way that Pantera did it, mm-hmm. but it's, it, there's a thing in there. Um, yeah. The strong arm. Um, I was like, wait a minute. Aren't these guys already on? Oh, though that was stretch like arm strong. Yeah. No, strong arm was, um, like the first time I'd ever heard there, there was this, there was this surge of, uh, 
it, it's not like an official term or anything, but it was like this like emotional style hardcore. So there's like Strong Arm did it. There's another band called like Hopes Fall that that did Whoa. that. I've heard of Hopes Fall. Um, so have I. Yeah. Um, but it was just this very. It was just kind of this like instead of this beat down hardcore, it was. It's, it's I mean without listening to it, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard, but you know. This was one of my favorite tracks on here. Yeah, it's a strong arm. Is they're they're really really good. Um, I liked how intense it was. They went on to be something not. Who did they go it's to? It's obvious joke, remember. but please tell me they went on to be a ska band. No, <laughs> no like, I mean, a few of these guys, like, Sorry. ended up doing stuff like Dashboard Confessional and stuff like oh, that. Oh, sure, you know? yeah. Um, but I can't remember. Like, well, I mean, that guy was in, what, From Autumn to Ashes or whatever? Yeah, before. something like that. So. Uh, <laughs> I played Robert, like, some Dashboard Confessional one time in here, and he, I, th- I think there's still, like, a spot of vomit on the floor from... <laughs> <laughs> he threw I up mean, in his I'd, mouth a little. I mean, I'd heard it. I'd heard him plenty times before, but it's just like, fuck, I don't need this. You don't need some oh, uh, screaming boy uh, ballad about your hairs everywhere. Further seems forever is who they became. That's right. Yeah. So that's yeah, that yeah, strong yeah. arm became further seems forever. So okay, but uh, it's a good name at least. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> just. I think is, I think preparing for Utopia is a good is a good name. Or too. Training, training that's for it, Utopia. That's it. Training um, for do you know who those guys are? Uh, no, uh, they are the band uh, Demon Hunter now, um, who I do not like. That makes sense whatsoever. <laughs> I, I, people, a few people have tried to like get me into Demon Hunter. Can't now, do it. Just can't I, do it. And I, I, have, um, I hadn't found the thread. Training for Utopia. That's not even my favorite Training for Utopia song. It's just um, my favorite Training for Utopia song is only. It's not on streaming stuff. You can only listen to it on YouTube. Mm. It was on a split EP they did with Zayo. There you go. So it's called Police John, Police Red, and it's fucking crazy, and I love it. Um, but yeah, they yeah they were they were pretty wild for 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 us, you know, noisy. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much. Yeah, I mean, there, uh, you they, know, like we, we pretty much hit it. I think so. Uh, you know, like I, I we can. We we can unpack this later in the next one I think, but because mm-hmm. uh, I think it'll be more appropriate. But this idea of like <clears throat> the metal aesthetic versus the hardcore mm-hmm. or the punk aesthetic and where those lines draw, you know, mm-hmm. I have ideas on that. It would be really fun to unpack them with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think your next playlist where you have like Converge and Dillinger and all. When that we talk stuff. about Converge, that will be the time that we talk about the album that literally changed my life. So, because awesome. that is the one. <laughs> uh, there's only one little blurb that I wanted to sort of throw out because we talked about that Ozfest VHS mm-hmm. a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, what something I think that is hilarious about that. So, it was the the the, the lineup on the VHS is is Cold Chamber, this band called Cellophane. Um, which mm-hmm. just did like some like indie rock song, which yeah, is real and, silly. And I remember um, just being like, "What?" All right. <laughs> no, yeah. Then, uh, you know, then Earth Crisis, Power, Power Man Five Thousand, when they were in their like very much their like rap rock, yeah, yeah, you know, era. Um, and then it is Neurosis, mm-hmm. Biohazard, Fear Factory, Sepultura, Slayer, and Ozzy. How okay. did I? How did I skip that? Because when it would get to the Neurosis song, 
we would make fun of it and we would talk about how stupid this band was. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, because, I mean, I had to have been part of that too. <laughs> well, I mean, you were like joining our band sure, at sure. the time. Yeah, so it was like, true. look at this or whatever. And like part of it was just that, like these were just grown ass men playing emotional music that meant something to them mm. that that was very there wasn't like a really a playing for the crowd aspect to it sure um and so it didn't play as well to our 12 year old selves <laughs> and like the bassist yeah. the bass you know like they you know like i remember like us making fun of the bassist do who did the who you know the guy that does the low guttural vocals you know because he he would because he would do this or something like while he sings just like made a funny like (laughs) like he did that and we just oh because we're fucking yeah because you know who else was in who who we were playing music with at the time goddamn fucking josh baker so anyone did anything they get made fun of and we the rest of us fell you know fell fell along for it but nonetheless um i I was listening to, you know, like that Neurosis album today. Yeah. You know, like on the road. It is amazing. And oh, I, yeah. And I feel like so kind of, it's so funny that that I, as a kid, looked at that and I was like, this is embarrassing and stupid. What a stupid thing. This is so stupid. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I almost feel like it was like, it was the intensity because I didn't feel that way about cellophane. Because cellophane wasn't so intense that I had to think something about it. Right. But neurosis <laughs> is so intense yeah. that you have to make a fucking decision. Mm-hmm. And especially that song, because you have like the three vocalists going at the same time. Oh my God. It's one of the best pieces of music ever fucking made. Oh, that fuck, particular they're song. They're fucking incredible. They're so great. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, I just wanted to mention that because uh, how fucking silly we are when we're 12. Yep. Yep. So, can always change your mind, right? Yeah. So true. <clears throat> you got anything, Rob? That's it. I think we hit everything on the list. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. That was fantastic. Got to talk about some stuff I haven't ever thought about, actually. Yeah. <laughs> man, uh, um, I yeah. So uh, yeah, I definitely guess I some shit I haven't thought about in a long goddamn time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 excited. I'm I'm excited to talk about the rest of it. Yeah. And oh yeah, one more blurb I want to mention because I was listening to the corn stuff earlier. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. So like when you listen to that now, I don't feel like David Silveria gets in Silvera, Silveria, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about. Which corn stuff? Like the first stuff. Uh-huh. Like the first record. I don't think he gets enough credit for how fucking good the feel is on that record he's gr- he's a groovy drummer yeah and and it and it like it's not because it's aggressive but it's his drumming's really laid back mm-hmm. and i just remember how it felt watching him play and it was like you know you know what i mean like it was elbow over your arm and shit like that but mm-hmm. it's like there's such a deep pocket and it's so groovy and it has such a natural organic sound to it. It doesn't sound like it was done to a click track, but for it to still feel that fucking good mm-hmm. is so impressive. And I don't think that he gets enough credit for their, um, you know, their early success. I mean, 
I don't know, maybe as a non-drummer, this is ridiculous, but like to me, like got the life is nothing but pocket. To to me, got the life is nothing but click track. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. It's it's a hold on. Okay. It's it's a really really well, uh, like composed drum part, mm-hmm. and it and it and the drums are perfect in that song. But but like go but, back. But that's and, why you think. What do you mean? That's that's why they're perfect. No 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 no. I, when I say I don't I don't mean like perfect in like a derogatory sense. I just mean like like that. That they knew that song was going to be on the radio, and they're like, "Well, we need to make it like, you know, it's got to, it's got to, it's got to, it's got to end the same tempo that it starts, guys." Sure, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, and <clears throat> and I like, there's a lot more like when you listen to Blonde, like listen to the verses of Blonde, and and there's a to me there's a lot more breath in it, and and listen to sort of like where the drums are kind of sitting they're they're kind of behind the beat they're kind of like mm-hmm. they're just a little you know whereas like on got the life it's 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 on it's on the beat it's just it's oh, definitely but i think that's the point of it though of that song for sure like it, that's what that song needs well, yeah, yeah. It, that's what i kind of wanted to bring up is like when that when that song came out that was the that was the first single off of follow the leader and i think that came out before the album actually came out if I remember. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause they were teasing the album. With it. That's yeah. how singles work. And it was, well, I mean, not always, but yes. <laughs> uh, but it was such a departure from what they had done before. Sure. That was kind of the point of what I was going to say. It was like, it was like disco in a weird way. It's definitely yeah. disco. Yeah. And it Whereas was like freak on a leash was, was more corn. Yeah. Yeah. The it had the, the weird. Most of the rest of that album you know. felt like corn, whereas Got the Life very much did not. Mm-hmm. But it was equally, to me, it was equally impactful at, for being like this weird, uh, extremely straight ahead thing. But yeah. it was very effective at what it did. Yeah. I just thought it was a fucking really cool song. I agree. And a very weird song for corn uh, and, and, and for music at the time. I agree. And I guess like, if we're trying to tie this to to like the point I'm making, I think that you could have gotten. <clears throat> I think that you could have went, and you know, f- like, I don't know, I don't know what what the what the best like appropriate joke is like thrown, thrown like a handful of bracelets anywhere in L.A. and hit a drummer that could have done the <laughs> drum track on "Got the Life." Okay. Um, okay. <clears throat> no one could have have played drums. No one could have made that first corn record sound the way it does, except for David. I see what you're saying. Is is sort of like where where I'm going. Okay. You know what I mean. Um, okay. But it was it was a thing that never stuck out to me before. Mm-hmm. And I know and I and I noticed it. I was like, my God, like this is like that is such a unique, weird snare sound. Um, mm. And this is such a, you know, and like, but the pocket in the feel itself is so unique and so different. And to play aggressive music where you're not pushing, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And like, that's because it's, 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 it's behind in a different way than like Vinny is behind. Because it was aggressive, but not at a fast pace. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, and it's behind the beat different than how like John Bonham is or different than how like Vinnie Paul is, mm. you know? Because Vinnie Paul's behind the beat in a similar way that John Bonham is behind the beat. But I don't know, man. There's something else to that fucking, 
to that corn stuff. And I'm gonna mm. have to go back and listen to it again. Yeah, yeah with it, that it, in mind. Yeah, like I I know that there are rebels like oh just some fucking punk ass kids from Bakersfield, but I I feel like like that that record is so well put together. I'm like, dude, one of y'all's moms was a fucking music teacher. <laughs> 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 like y'all y'all know mm. like one like some of y'all know some shit that you're not letting on. You know what I mean? And like, I mean, that's like a thing for us. Like all of us were in band for at least like I was in band for four years. You know what I mean? Like that gave I, us such I'll, a huge advantage. Only four years. I was in band for four years. I quit my freshman year. Did you? So did I. Yeah. Well, I quit because I had to choose between band or football. Oh, uh-huh. I just quit because I fucking was pissed. He <laughs> was like, fuck Mr. Monroe. <laughs> Not me, man. I was a fucking drum major and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I tried out for drum major once. It was the most embarrassing experience. I didn't want to be the drum major at all. They're like, here's uh, your natural leader, CJ. And the only reason I tried out is because my mom said, please, please just try out for me. And I was like, fine. So I did. And then uh, Mr. Monroe pulled me aside and he goes, I just, uh, I swear to God, this is what he said. (laughs) He pulled me aside and he goes, look, I just want to let you know that the fact that you got drum major means that we are going by how everyone scored and not my personal feelings because I do not want you to be the drum major. But but you did better than everyone else. And I said, okay. Fuck you. What a great way to end the year. <laughs> well, but, I, I mean he ended up getting you know he ended up being fine with it. Whatever. whatever but. I feel justified in my feelings now. That's I, yeah. I I begged him once to because <clears throat> I was even though I, I stopped playing trumpet in band, I, I like a year or so later, like I was like, oh, well, I'll play drums in the jazz band. Yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And and I like begged him. I like, went to his office. I was like, please teach me. Show me. Yeah, because he's a drummer. Yeah. It's like, show me. I No one had taught me how to hold the fucking sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that. I didn't know anything. I literally <laughs> didn't know anything. And I was like, please. And he said, you'll figure it out. Wow. And just like <laughs> sent me on my way. And I was like, God damn it, man. <laughs> Jeez. So <clears throat> yeah. But it was really but 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 he showed up to one of the fucking like Kinefic shows and Did he? He did. Wow. That's good. <laughs> well, okay. Probably because uh what was was Jordan doing something? Maybe, maybe. And and like and I remember like looking up and seeing like Mr. Monroe and like I don't know exactly what stage of chaos or <laughs> things we're in um but i think it was one of the later ones when stuff was getting nuts um mm-hmm. and like i might i might have been like bleeding on my kid or and i'm like oh it's mr monroe you know Blah! you know whatever and then like i talked to him afterwards i was like so what you think and he was like you're good at doing that <laughs> <laughs> hey man you do that well all right that is a th- like you know how to do that. I love it. Like I'll, some, I'll take that. Like he, he, he. We take those. He absolutely meant it as a compliment. It, it, it there was no, sure. there was no shade <laughs> in it at all. He just so. didn't know what to, what to call it. Yeah, it was all this, all this really tight blast beat, Richard. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we're done. <laughs> okay. <laughs>